Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rogue Tours podcast. My name is Chad Durham. I am Jake Hampton. Eric Wood. And we are here for what is my favorite episode of every year, which is our top 10 movies of 2019. Each of us is going to give our favorite 10 of 2019. We have not shared these with one another, which is why I get so excited about this episode. Uh, I love to hear what Jake and Eric have to say, and, and I really like to see which of those, you know, ended up on all three of our lists. And every year I think like, oh, we'll probably have a lot that are the same, and then we end up having all these disparate ones, which I think is really cool. Um, because again, I have a theory we're going to have more that are all the same this year, and I'm usually wrong. <laughs> I'm usually wrong. Um, so we're also going to get in just a little, uh, a quick... A quick chat here about some of the Oscar nominations. Um, it's We're recording this on January 21st. The Oscar nominations came out just over a week ago on the 13th, and we've had some textual reactions with one another and talked to some other people, so it's been a little while now. We are also, hopefully in about two weeks right before, the Oscars going to do our If We Pick the Winners episode that we like to do, where we pretend we have the final say mm-hmm. on who wins each category. Um, but before we even get going on Oscar reactions, we need to hear from Jake because um, <laughs> last year when Green Book won the Best Picture Oscar, we were all very disappointed. Well, I mean, I think Eric a little less so, but there was there was a little bit of disappointment. I took it, I took it the best. Yeah, yeah, you took it the best. Yeah, yeah, that's a well said, well said, yeah. Um, and, uh, and I know Jake was particularly shook. <laughs> so much so that he uh, even said he was he was contemplating writing an article about like where am I, I at where am I at with the Oscars like where am I even at and when we first Eric and I were texting about it there was silence at first from Jake <laughs> we had a lot of which, conversations which I actually Jake was as much- <laughs> <laughs> which I wrongly took as Jake was like I'm not even looking at that anymore <laughs> but it was just you I'm know over the he Oscars. was <laughs> he was busy we all have different I, things but I do want I do want you to be able to say a few things right now as far as today. Two-day silence post-Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, do, I am curious where you're at with the Oscars. Right. Okay. He's coming around. Well, I, maybe this will tell you a little bit. I, I wasn't being silent, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I know now. I was at not... At the time. I, I didn't... Uh, and I've actually never really gotten up early for the nominations. I'll usually just like look at them first thing, sure. I guess. Uh-huh. But I woke up... T- Two texts from you guys, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "Well, I do want to see the list, and then like react." Of course. Of so course. that's why I just kind of, you know, drooped the conversation away, and then took my time looking at the nominations, <laughs> and then got busy getting ready for work. So then I uh, didn't respond. Oh yeah, yeah. But but I mean, but maybe it's telling that I wasn't like I have to react to this right now. So right. I wasn't as invested as previous years. He needed some time. Um. <laughs> yeah. So uh, because here's the thing, I don't want to sound like. I ever like used the Oscars uh, to uh, tell me what's right or not right or wrong, what's good or bad in movies, um, or that I've always agreed with every decision they've made, um, or that I think that they are the objective determiners of um, yeah of film uh, as an art, right? Right. But I I have generally respected most of their choices. of course, there have been hiccups, and uh, you know, every year where I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. But last year in particular, um, just really challenged my view that uh, 
like these are the people in the industry so i uh, i look up to their choices and basically i'm very interested in what they have to say because um as i've studied film over the last few years uh and formed kind of my my own knowledge my own tastes there are some things that i feel like even though i don't work in the industry i can look at that and say that seems like good this or bad this overall so it's one thing it's one thing if the oscars i guess give an award to something that i didn't was like oh, i don't really particularly feel that way but it's another thing if they award something that i was like i looked at that and i thought it was literally bad like actively bad and they gave it the best thing so there were several awards like that um mainly what i'm talking about right now is best editing for bohemian rhapsody last year uh that was really again i'm not an editor but looking at Bohemian Rhapsody, the, the stuff everyone talked about with it, I was just like, yeah, that's that's bad editing. Um, and I did watch the movie eventually. I, I might have mentioned last year that I just hadn't bothered watching it. I have seen it since then. And the editing was not good overall and was bad in some places. So the fact that that got the Oscar was really upsetting to me. Um, that was the actively bad one, but then giving Green Book best screenplay, uh, and then, of course, giving Green Book best picture as well. Um, I was just kind of like... How how can these people who work on movies, how can these screenwriters get together for the nominations? Because that's how it works, right? Then yeah, everyone votes. Yeah, for the nominations votes. and then mm -hmm. everyone votes, which is, get, carry on and all. I just don't in. understand how that many screenwriters could be like, man, that's one of the best scripts of the year right. for Green Book. So anyway, that's just overall. And, and then everyone proceeded to give it the award, right? So, and then Best Picture as well. So I was just very sour about like, Maybe it's because because I don't work in the industry and I felt like I had a grasp on what was good and bad and then the industry tells me it's like I feel like I'm being told I'm wrong basically yeah. which is fine I can handle that obviously but uh, just in terms of my personal relationship with the Oscars it was a little bit uh, challenging yes. yeah one I, I what I was gonna say you already like addressed I wasn't gonna come in and argue because I'm not at all because those two especially. I was like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. um, but I was going to say, yeah, the problem is everyone votes after that. And so people, like uh -huh. if you and I were in the industry and we weren't editors, right? And we don't know a lot about editing. And yeah. we're like, oh, okay, Bohemian Rhapsody. But your point that you made, which was a good one, is that, but the editors first nominated, nominated it. Bohemian Rhapsody and <sighs> the screenwriters first nominated Green Book. Yeah. And that is kind of odd, right? And if each of them could send me like an essay explaining their decision <laughs> and tell me why those were the best of that year, then great, I will listen. But I just, it, that, that's the thing, is I, I truly felt like if I asked these people to tell me why, I, I can't imagine a reason where they could tell me why it's the best of the year. So that's what made me so mad. Right. So this year, I think uh, it was just a major drop in my anticipation and excitement because I feel like if it happened just last year, why is it not going to happen again? this year but i will say the nominations so we can find sorry we can transition now oh, please, to please. reacting to them um i would say i like the nominations this year more than last year uh, they're more in accordance with my personal tastes right right, right. more so than last year still not there's it's not like it's my dream oscars or anything but sure but yeah i, yeah. I was okay with them nice yeah there wasn't i mean I, I don't know my my biggest like if you talk about snubs quote unquote right my biggest snubs were mostly uh, acting ones. Like I really thought Lupita Nyong'o gave a incredible performance, an incredible performance in Us. 
And I thought because of Jordan Peele and, you know, Get Out, that some of that would extend to her. Yeah. And was very disappointed to see no, especially in conjunction with, like, no Aquafina and and no Jennifer Lopez, which for me was an incredible performance. I know Eric and I have talked about it a little bit. Um, And that, I mean, those aren't necessarily the performances per se that Eric also, but the J-Lo one... It felt egregious to me because she was considered one of the front runners, right? And I thought she was absolutely fantastic in it. Um, and then Adam Sandler, who wouldn't have helped any Oscars so white, obviously, <laughs> but I just really felt like Adam Sandler, what he did was a cut <clears throat> above anything he's ever done before. Personally, um, anytime I watch an Adam Sandler movie, and I like him a ton, and I like I love him in Punch Drunk Love, I still feel like he's doing a variation on Sandler. And this was the first time I didn't feel that watching watching oh, yeah. uh, Uncut Gems. Um, which, on a side note, I thought KG was good enough that he could have gotten one. And I, know, <laughs> I know he wasn't even close and he wasn't in the conversation. And my, my son actually was like, could Kevin Garnett? I'm like, no, absolutely not. But man, he was good. He seems like an actor. He, he was really so added, good. He really added to the film. He though. was incredible. It was great, crazy how good he was. Um, and then um, Greta Gerwig. That who was a big one. to that me was, was abs- that oh, was an yeah. absolute snub, like right. a straight up. We're just going to reward some other dude again. This is my opinion. I understand that, but I thought she controlled that movie from start to finish. Oh yeah, that took, was the director's movie. Oh yeah. heck yeah! Mm. Took took a movie that um, a story that had been told over and over and over, and said no 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 I'm going to tell it to you a different better way, and then did. Yeah, um, and the screenplay did get nominated. It did. So th- at least cool. there's that, but yeah, yeah the yeah. director snub. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then the Safties for writing Uncut Gems, which for my money is one of the best scripts, especially the way they seamlessly, better than any movie ever, integrated sports into something by scouring box scores and finding what they particularly needed for the for Kevin Garnett to work. In, if you look into what the Safties did, I know. Better, I read about it after and yeah. I already thought it was incredible, incredible. and you and I talked cuz I when I saw I saw it with Eric and he'd already seen it. Uh-huh. And You're so two we saw it yes, oh, just to go times. with us the second time which was awesome. And he was kind of saying, "Oh, oh, and so I went and read some stuff and they talked about KG and how they could tell from the first meeting like, "Oh, we know why this guy was so good at basketball. Like he's bringing like great concentration and focus to this and they were like we had we knew after that he was going to be fine and they, they like, talked in one of the interviews i read they talked about how the relationship was built into that character yeah. how he got even more out of it based on just how well they connected yeah that was really interesting yeah 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 so it was cool once i i already thought it was great once i read all that i was like oh that script it would have been cool to just mm. get either sandler or the script just get them something um, so yeah, those were the ones for me. I, there were things that I liked a lot. I was glad to see Parasite get the really big love. Yes. Although really I feel like, that. yeah, I feel like they'll they'll cop out and give it foreign language mm, again. And, it's uh, the Roma. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Um, Still very impressive as getting. The yeah, no, I know that's what, that was a big time big time love for me. Yeah. Now my question is on the director. Yeah. Look at the category, like. What do you substitute in? Where, where is there one that you're for Greta like, Gerwig? Glaringly, yeah, you're glaringly. Like, I don't know that there's one glaring. Can I hear the names? Do you have them up? It's yeah. Todd Phillips. Bong, it's Scorsese. It's Bong. It's Sam Mendes and uh-huh. Quentin. That's easy. Todd Phillips is out. Well, I knew, I knew who you'd throw out immediately. <laughs> that was kind of no, no, no. I know. Knee, that's my knee jerk <laughs> yeah. reaction too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, 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 but if you're talking to me and you're talking about like, who did I think? You would throw out, it's going to be a bad answer maybe for you guys, but it's, it's Scorsese. 
No, I have no problem. That's my number two. He's probably my second choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd throw Phillips out next, for the record. Okay. For the record. No doubt. So we have the same two that we throw out. And I, either of those being gone for Greta Gerwig, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'll be honest. As long as you keep, again, for me, as long as you keep Quentin and Bong, throw, you can throw Sam Mendes out, in my opinion. <laughs> interesting. Uh, if interesting. To get Greta in? I think there's a lot to for talk me? about in 1970. Yeah, 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 for sure. You sent out some material to us. That, oh, I just sent that because I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, No, no, I just... I, I had I, a lot of I, love I, for I, 1917. I did, too. Yeah. But I also think it's an interesting take. And I thought yeah, it, it was an interesting take. That, yeah. Are valid. Yes, 100%. Yeah, Ooh. I sent an article by Owen Gleiberman. I've mentioned him a lot on here because I really like him. Um, and he has interesting takes sometimes. He was the one who wrote a, a, a defense of The Greatest Showman. He didn't say it was great. He just said the reason people don't like it is because it's not cool. It's too old-fashioned. Again, he didn't say, oh, what a great movie. And then he wrote what was basically the opposite of a defense of 1917. Right. Um, that I sent to these two guys uh, in text. And all I meant by that was to get Greta Gerwig in there, yeah. I'm pretty much willing to sacrifice everybody but QT and Bond. Okay. That, and and that's, no, that's no slout. That's no a knock on Sam Mendes, who had to do a ton with Deacons to make sure that movie worked in a one-shot. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Plus, he wrote it. I love Greta, and I think she is well-deserving, regardless of male or female, whoever puts that together. Yeah. But I also think we're in such a sensitive time and climate that... To put her in just because she's a girl, you right. know, like how? Oh yeah, we had this talk, right? Yeah, however a little bit. you're doing that, like I feel like it's a super hard time to give her almost validation because, like, she's doing excellent work. Yeah, Lady Bird, I felt like yeah. was really which she good got a director nomination for, by the way. Uh-huh. I didn't remember that. I thought she didn't. Really, yeah. I still remember it. I yeah. still remember the the little figure that was with that it was that it was a uh, the fifth nomination ever. ever yeah, only one culture. woman's ever won. Yeah, which is. Crazy. Yeah. And I have one today, and we'll talk about it later, and you don't need to guess right now, but I have one sh- I have <laughs> one on my list that I think did work on par with Greta Gerwig, not better, but I know she wasn't in the conversation. She got mentioned by people who were like, here are the women who could have been in there, and she showed up on there, mm-hmm. but she was never really in the conversation. Yeah. Once I saw the movie, I was like, oh gosh, I would have given her a nomination right now. Yeah. Let's throw out Phillips and... Um, Scorsese. Scorsese and give it to the, these two. But I'll talk mm. about her a lot later. A lot later. Nope. <laughs> okay. A lot. Uh, yeah, an Oscar note. We, we overtook. Acting. As yeah. far as... what I'm just interested in what you guys thoughts of. Strong year or weaker year? Acting, just in general. Male, female? No, I thought it was strong. I think strong. If you're kicking out Sandler and you're kicking out Lupita, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Well, like, that doesn't I, mean they nominated people. That's true. That, that's true. Yeah. But, but normally, if you have a year that's like, if you have somebody that good and they can't be kept out of the category, I mean, right. you know this what the a, this, initial? I, do you know what yeah. the initial people were mad about when I saw online? It was Adam Sandler on Twitter. Yeah, it was like, uh, oh, how could you not nominate Adam Sandler? And it was just because, uh, yeah, sure, there's, there's. Uh, not pity for him, but there's good good nature. That's not even what I'm looking for. There's good feelings toward Adam Sandler, uh-huh. but it's because that performance is electric. Man. Yeah, I mean, isn't Streep's not in just for showing up this time, right? No, she's yeah. so. Um, which I mean, that's kind of her thing, right? She sh- mm-hmm. she shows yeah. up, does her. Great she wasn't thing, in much though, but always gets nominated. But she was in Little Women. Oh yeah, that's an easy yeah. Oscar. Oh, she yeah, was yeah, in yeah. a movie at the end of the year nominated. Of course, I, always I forgot. 
And yeah. I love that movie. I just forgot. I love it. I love it too. And I love Meryl Streep. So did the Academy. I still think. I still think Laura Dern. Should have been nominated for that instead of Marriage Story, but that's okay. a different thing. Interesting. That's that not a big deal to me because she's in there. Okay. Well, I just didn't... I like Laura Dern. Yeah. As, I like Marriage Story. As the, I don't yeah, think that her performance for mm. me wasn't much... It looks like every. Oh, it looks it. like her in Big Little Lies. Yeah, Did exactly. You, it's like she gets to win an Oscar for playing her part in Big Little Lies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. But yes, acting strong here. Supporting... Supporting is strong. I, I agree with acting in general, but I like lead. Uh-huh. But I don't know if I felt like the supporting was quite well. You just heard me because, talking yeah, about Laura Dern, and uh, and I've heard this in different and Florence sizes. Pugh, who is great. I love Little Women. Mm-hmm. I'm all about Florence Pugh getting a nomination, especially with Midsummer this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Bad mouthing Florence Pugh, who was great, and all love for Little Women, as Shut you'll see mouth. later when I do. <laughs> so many spoilers, please. So many. I already know your whole top ten. <laughs> <laughs> all love for Little Women, but but to me, Florence Pugh, that's not a performance that necessarily stands out to me as a, that's got to make sure to be in the category. Sure. Maybe different for you, and that's that's um, fine. Loved her in both, but I would hundred percent give her lead for Midsummer. Yeah. More than and I heard a lot of people saying, supporting. hey, I'm just glad she nominated in the year she did Midsummer. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm cool mm-hmm. with that. I understand. And again, I know we differ on Laura Dern, but I'm like, hey, she had a great year. So I don't, oh, yeah. I don't have any problem with that. I wasn't watching it like, mm, Laura Dern's mm, not Laura acting Dern. right now. Like, she was great. But, but yeah, I, I didn't necessarily see those, especially in supporting actress and maybe actor too if we think about it in a minute. Yeah. But I didn't necessarily see those and think, like, oh, wow. Especially yeah. when you kicked out, again, I'm speaking for me, J-Lo, who I oh, thought yeah. was pretty spectacular I would put J-Lo in. In, in Hustlers. Two, two last quick things. Please. Screenplays, in general, I they're good like ones. really strong. Yeah, besides Uncut Gems not being there, they're good ones. I thought it was pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and I guess that maybe made, eased my mind. Sure. It was a really good year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good screenplays all the way around. I've seen all ten of those, and it's probably so of you guys. And I was like, oh man, these are solid scripts, yeah. I feel like I might be missing, I'm missing one. But, I wish um, I had the list in front of me. I don't have it's data uh, to pull it up. 1917, but. Joker, The Two Popes, Little Women, Knives Out. Um, and that's all. And hold up. Uh, Parasite. Parasite, of course. Thank oh, yeah. You. And Once one or two more. Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I said 1917. Okay. And then there's one more, I think. You said Marriage Story. And Marriage Story. Thank you. Okay. I had to kick out 1917 um, and Joker. So we'll, put go, in, we'll cross over original and adapted, right? Were you... Because so yeah. uh, Joker's got to be adapted, right? Yeah. It's, you were a fan of Uncut Gems script or no? Yeah, I'd put in Uncut Gems. Yeah, yeah. I'd... Uh, I Uncut Gems the one that was hard, hard You liked Hustlers a lot too, right? I'd put in I Hustlers, yeah, I'd put yeah, in yeah. The Farewell, lots of options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joker and 1917 can both Oh yeah, I would have loved if Zhao Zhuzhen or whatever, I can't say her name, but she played Nene. Uh-huh. And a lot of people thought she was going to get in. I saw her on... Really? Movie. Oh, I saw oh, I didn't her on multiple prognostications of like, it was four that were in and then her. Mm. And so then I started to be like, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. And so then, you know, okay. I was a little disappointed because yeah. no J-Lo either. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you liars. Like, to <laughs> <Yeah>. the people. <laughs> yeah. You last, idiots. Just trying to make you feel good. And with Roger. Roger Deakins, cinematography. Yeah. Well, I definitely think Does even he... if he... D- even if he doesn't win, win, no, he I, th- I think he, he wins because everyone's that's, voting. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. He, yeah. Is he going to somehow, can he, can well, he what, what does that mean award? though? Because you've lost however many times. Yeah, but it's different now. He's because he had one, one so now they have to give no, it to No, no, because time? it's a one shot. Oh, that's okay. it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like this is what I think. You, you were just talking about. I think you illustrated it with your Oscar take, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I, I think you're right. Is cinematographers put him in there because mm-hmm. he does great work, and, and there's some gorgeous stuff. Roger. Even though it's not the one take, there's mm-hmm. some gorgeous oh, stuff. Yeah. But everyone else, oh, one take. Right. I know it's not yeah, one yeah. take, but no, yeah, that one is automatic. You're right. Like I feel like I if just, he loses, I'm he... okay with it because freaking the lighthouse cinematography is astounding. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and if, it's, if Lighthouse swoops on Roger, yeah, it'd be incredible. Dude, that'd be one of the incredible. biggest upsets of all time. And I love Roger, yeah. but I would be almost okay yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. But I just feel like, you know, a, a me, a you, an Eric, we're voting. And, and I know we're talking about it right now, so not technically we would because we're talking about it right now, but just pretend we're whatever. We're like, oh man, one shot. Oh, Deacons? Pfft, check. Like, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And there's, yeah. great, there's great cinematography in there. But, um, I forget what else. Once Upon a Time, Joker, uh, not Parasite. Parasite's not in that one. Uh, Lighthouse, uh, 1917, and one other. Is that... Joker not in that one? No, it is. It Joker is. Oh, Joker. Is. I thought you said it wasn't. Sorry. No, it it's uh, Parasite that's not. Okay. There's, uh, what's, the f- what's the fifth one? Uh, I'm trying to go through the best pictures in my mind. I can't remember. I have them up. Right. The last cinematography one is... Oh, oh Irishman. Duh. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Irishman. Mm, yeah, I'm not crazy about that pool of options, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I was... safe a... with Roger, and you throw in the lighthouse, that's The lighthouse, I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All righty. Anything else? That was the Oscar take. Um, so now we're going to... We're going to first really... We're going to jump in before we even go to the 10th, and here are some movies... That we like that didn't make it. Now, obviously, these are mini spoilers, but I, I don't really care. I, I like to kind of give a shout out to a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want? Do you want to start us off, Eric? Do you have a few that you wanted to mention that didn't make your top ten proper? Yes, I've got a few. I have like ten, <laughs> but I cut them off, uh, and I did no is, ties. I'm oh, impressed no. you did no ties. Should I, I do ten? <laughs> I was gonna do five. <laughs> I'm gonna say Hustlers did not yeah. make my top. 10. Yeah, yeah, good one. But, um, but was in the mix. Already mentioned it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's in the conversation. Yes, yeah. I good performances. Well, I saw it. Was yeah, it was. J Lo, much love to J Lo. Yeah, I'll I jump in. That's I in. I was not as heart- heartbroken as most of uh-huh. you guys, but that's in my mentions as well. That's in my mentions as well. Oh, there we go. Yeah, triple mention Let's for hustlers. Mention. It didn't get in our ten, but we all. It was it, at various was times. You guys, at various you guys times, been all up in that hustler. Well, if you did, if you did really? performances, J Lo's there. Off here. If you did performances, J Lo's there. All right. It's okay. just it's how I want every based on a true story movie to be. Like it's, I didn't feel like it. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not exactly how it happened, but it, uh, I love the, just the morally gray area that that particular story presented and how it didn't really side with any one person, and it was just yeah. a great, entertaining... Yes. Agreed. ...story. Well so. said. Glad you brought it up, Eric. Um, we'll just keep naming ones, and we'll... Yep, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else see Light of My Life? No. No. Saw Light of My Life. I don't even think I know what it is. Uh, Joel. Right? No. Am I crazy? Joel Edgerton. No. Are you serious? Actually, what am I thinking of? Actually, I'm not sure if it is. Don't make me feel crazy. You could be right. I kind of <laughs> thought he directed it. Somebody look that up. So I'll look it up while you're saying up. things about it. Um, I just thought it was a strong performance from Casey Affleck. Affleck. Oh, uh, that's what it was. Yeah. Wrote, or starred and directed? Maybe not. I think it is. Star- I think it's directed too, yeah. I think that's, that's what it was. Directed by Casey Affleck. Yeah. I don't know why I thought Joel. That's weird. Okay. 
Oh, you're good. Uh, they look similar sometimes. When they have the beard. Yeah. No, I'm not even joking. This one wasn't at all on my radar, but I watched it. Had I not seen, to me, it was very similar to The Road. Oh, Had yeah. I not seen The Road. You would have really, maybe. really interesting. Uh-huh. So, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Nice. Cool. Um, somebody else want to take some? I don't want to take... No, just do them all. Do them all your mentions. We'll jump in if you... We'll jump in if... It's also on ours. Uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, yeah. I've heard so many good things, but I, I'll be honest. I didn't see it. Yeah. I heard... I felt like this came up in conversation with other people that, I, that have seen movies, and like some people just really loved it. Yeah. I thought it was all right. I thought it was worth a mention. I felt like it wasn't wasn't my top tier. It wasn't strong enough to hold it, but I thought Shia LaBeouf really yeah. good. I thought the... Uh, I don't know his name... But uh, the young man that plays his uh, brother his, his, is his, uh, not his brother. Only his brother. I, I didn't see it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll um, just make stuff up. So his dad, <laughs> family member, boss. <laughs> um, anyways, good feel good kind of um, hopey film like that. Yeah. Um, Ford vs Ferrari. Oh, nice. Didn't make it for me. Uh huh. But I enjoyed solid it. entertainment. I right? enjoyed it a lot yeah. more than I thought I would. Like, nice. I, I just. Snuck in there with the Best Picture nomination. I shouldn't say snuck in. A lot of people had it. Had it. Yeah, but it did feel like a sneak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because of his style. I like James Mangold a lot, though. Uh-huh. 310 to Yuma. Walk the Line. Logan. He's done a lot of my, uh, stuff I've really admired. Uh, Bombshell. Oh, okay. yeah. Bombshell didn't make it for uh-huh, me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I really liked it. I thought it was another strong... Um, and then... Midsummer. Oh, yeah. That's on my mentions, too. Yeah. Midsummer. I obviously Midsummer. still haven't watched it, and who knows if I will. Uh, I don't think you'd enjoy it. I know, no, I know. And I've read about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've read a lot about it. Like, oh, sounds interesting to read about. Yeah. <laughs> Bonkers. I know. But you would not like it. There's a lot, a lot going on there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot going on there. Um, All okay. right, I'm, I'm going to name a bunch. Do and it. some of them are ones that will probably show up on your guys' 10, and so you'll be disappointed in me, but, you know, that's how we do it. Same when I mention mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll save that one. <laughs> Waves, which I just recently watched. I think it's streaming today. Directed by Trey Edward Schultz and uh, really well made, really thoughtful, really cool kind of study of a family and some of the aftermath of tragedy, but not quite on my 10. Us didn't make it for me. Jordan Peele really liked it, wanted to like it more. Uh, The Farewell, which is cool and I wish had gotten more Oscar love, even though it's not in my top 10. Uh, I enjoyed it, especially Aquafina. I thought she did a great job, and I loved the kind of like quaint nature of the story, and I don't mean that as a backhanded compliment. I liked the way that it was small but felt big. Um, Longshot, which I really wanted to mention just because I really, really enjoyed it, and I thought Charlize Theron was great, and Seth Rogen was pretty cool, and it hovered in my top 10 for a little while till the end of the year. Um, Knives Out didn't make my top 10 either. One of my most enjoyable. I knew you. I knew you'd throw that one in. One of my most know. enjoyable movie experiences of the year, but I didn't quite feel for me. Uh, although, if if it does show up for anyone, like I'm all about it. But Shout for, out for knives out. For that me, for me, more entertaining than the other things that I really look for. Um, two that are like kind of, you know, weird, I guess, but were in my, near my top ten. Avengers Endgame because I really appreciated how they ended that. Not didn't make it. And Glass, which I know most people didn't like, but which for me was the end of. 20 years of, you know, loving um, Unbreakable, yeah. basically, almost 20 years. And Glass was my number 10 until, like, a week and a half really ago. Felt good. It was there. It was there. It was there. It was there. And I felt good about it, but I just, I had too many that are, that are too good. 
Um, and Marriage Story, which didn't quite make my top 10. And I'll, I'll admit that some of it was my wife and I watch it in parts. And I feel like if I watch it again all the way through, I might have a different experience with it. But I really liked it, especially the third part, as if we watched it in episodes. <laughs> the final part where they moved out of like the divorce infighting that was really hard for me real but really hard for me and into the more like yeah yeah we're still maybe not I don't want to say too much but we're maybe yeah. still not right but we're starting to like maybe yeah anyway it also included the famous thing that's memeable now where they have the big the big fight that mm -hmm. shows up on Twitter all the time um, yeah Marriage Story didn't make it for me I, I would assume that's not the case for some of my counterparts here but um, really glad that I got to watch that movie and I uh, uh, Noah Baumbach feel, felt like a little bit of a, a snub in the director one just because of how controlled that movie was, but I'd definitely take his wife or partner. Are they married? Oh. He and Greta Gerwig? I don't think they're married. Yeah, so I would have definitely taken his girlfriend over him. I thought she did a better job. No offense, but okay. good story. Good, yeah, please. Cool. Rapid Fire, you inspired me to do 10 that didn't make it. Yeah, you I'll did. Be fast. Be fast. Uh, one's called Greener Grass, super uh, underseen comedy. Um, that's just bizarre. Uh, I saw it at Sundance and uh, I didn't nice. get the wide distribution I hoped it would. John Wick 3. Um, nice. I want to say hands down best action movie of the year. Why not? Uh, as I'm looking at this. Uh, <clears throat> Rocket Man. I really, really liked oh, Rocket yeah. Man. That was uh, good. It's not in my top 10. Um, Nor I, but yeah. Shout yeah. out. Ad Astra. Uh, really appreciated the uh, just kind of slow, artsy um, space movie take, basically. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that a lot. Uh, 1917 is not in my top 10. Nice. Um, strongly appreciated, though. Amazing work by everyone involved. Just uh, didn't quite have the resonance I wanted it to, yeah. um, compared to some other similar movies. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Apollo 11, fantastic documentary. Uh, which did not get an Oscar nomination. It yeah, was like a real surprise. Insane. A lot of people thought it would win. Yeah. Happens in the documentary a lot. Won't You Be My Neighbor just last year? Yes. Or two years ago. Um, the Irishman is not in my top 10. Oh yeah, so it's I not in mine either. But it. I didn't even feel like okay, I wanted to mention. Okay, so not it even a fan. No, 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 it's fine. I'll. Well, okay. It you say what not, you were gonna say. It's not in. in mine either. Yeah. That's a oh wow. Trifecta. I'll, I'll say something in a minute. You I'm say a what fan, you're gonna but say. I did not yeah. think the runtime was justified. Nope. Yep. Um, this is what we talked. Sorry, okay. you, I'm pointing right now because this is exactly what I told. Keep going. I'm sorry. No, and just like I don't know, I, I always feel weird when there's so much hype around some kind of gimmick, like the de aging thing, and I just I don't know. I feel like that gets kind of in the way just as, as far as conversation goes like just as I don't know I, I just think that it's Martin Scorsese he's de-aging Robert De Niro and it's three and a half hours it's just like I feel like if you have all those elements it's of course it's gonna get into the end of the year buzz but I didn't feel like it was man a lot of people were gaga though Here, here's what was my thing with the Irishman I know number one is I and I've said this on the podcast before I've always Scorsese's always been a tiny bit overrated to me and I know mm -hmm. uh, in film circles with snobs I, that's not a good thing to say mm -hmm. and my biggest issue is literally always his movies are too long and I like long movies but his are too long he, mm -hmm. there are stuff he can cut and he just doesn't because he's Scorsese. Yeah. And I told Eric, and this is true. We fought right? over Scorsese before. I'm yeah, bad. this is true. Though. Yeah, that's because you love The Departed. I do. Um, is I, the last half for me, I loved it. Okay. And if he had shortened up the beginning, it would be in my top ten for sure. I know I didn't mention it. Mm -hmm. If he had shortened up the beginning, I'd have let, that last part. I need to watch it again. There's like a melancholy that you don't normally get in those gangster style movies that yeah. I think everyone latched onto at the end. And I agree. They give you a lot more with the, the daughter-him dynamic and the what happens at the end that I really, really liked. 
But but I did not. So many reviews said, "Oh, the runtimes justify." Like it is not. No, it is not justified. I need to shoot again. There was the so first much time. the first hour and a half, like could have been twenty five minutes, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, there's so much spent on the like ins and outs of terms and contracts and, and who's and... just yeah. I was not interested in all the details of like um, all the transactions happening and stuff. I was more just. I cared about the characters, which I know is what we were supposed to do, but I, yeah, I think we could have got the same was, character work in way less time. Yeah, I was fine with it. The pacing early on, it was at the end where I didn't feel like there was a payoff for it. Right, and I felt like, very moved at the end. See, I didn't. I wasn't as. I was kind of. I think the three hour thing set into me, and I was yeah. like, okay, where are we going here? Yeah, like, well, I, just, I didn't. It didn't. There was nothing that really connected me with her as character, like right. other than the big name guys. You know, you yeah, Pesci, Pesci was your, good. Pesci was really good. I wouldn't mind if he won. I don't think he will, but I wouldn't oh, mind. Yeah, um, everyone's I, good. I talked about this with Eric, and I forgot to mention this just because I didn't put the Irishman on there. I also saw the report, which I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. but I really liked the first half of the report. I thought, oh my gosh, this movie's so good, and then the last half wasn't that good. No, no. I was like, man, if you put the first half of the report and the last half of the Irishman, <laughs> that's an amazing, that's an amazing <laughs> movie. Yeah, magic okay. yeah. Um, obviously, movie I'm magic. a fan. I'm mentioning it. Those, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. I'm all glad the I watched why it. we didn't. Yeah, but there, it, right? yeah, I was. I mean, it's fine. It's Scorsese. I hope he doesn't win Best Director, mm. though. I really do. Hope he doesn't win. Sorry, you got the Departed one. Um, my last yeah, mention yeah. is Us as well. Yeah. Super awesome. Jordan Peele, two movies in, is doing great things for the horror genre. Doing great um, stuff. I do think it just suffered from sophomore slump a little bit. Yeah. Still loved it. I don't, I don't think it should have to live up to Get Out, but I do think the social commentary of Get Out wasn't quite there in Us. There's some, but it's just, I think it's hard not to be disappointed that it wasn't, it wasn't the same yeah. uh, level of commentary. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that may be why someone like Lupita Nyong'o didn't end up... Because Daniel Kaluuya got nominated for Get Out. Right. Mm-hmm. With strong work. I think that guy's incredible. Yes. Um, but I feel like if maybe Us had had a little more backing in some other categories like Get Out did, then maybe Lupita Nyong'o sneaks in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, so, uh, we're going to jump in. We're going to jump in half an hour into our top tens. Um, uh, we've talked about this ad nauseum t- together and probably on the podcast and some previous episodes as well. There's a lot of peril in picking a top 10 at the end of the year, and I'm sure uh, critics more seasoned than us would agree. You've just seen everything, and then you're trying to process it. And usually I don't fully know what I think. Yeah, sure, you can listen to our second Viewing Theory episode where we talk about it, but also just the, the benefit of time, mm-hmm. how something sits with you. And, and even when I start making my top 10s every time, they shift within days sometimes. And not because I convince myself, because I'm just sitting with things and I'm figuring things out. And so in some ways, we always sell it short by doing a top 10 right away. But at the same time, then no one cares when you do it a year later. Hey, so we're going to talk about last year. Like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, And so uh, we were just talking about this. We're going to do probably in about a month our top 10 of the decade, uh, 2010 to 2019. And I've actually had a much easier time doing that. Um, because I've already sat with these movies. And I know, like, no, not that one anymore, not that one, not that one, not that one, this one for sure, this one for sure. So we'd love if you uh, listen to that um, when, we, when we get that recorded and, and, and let us know what you think. But what I'm meaning to say here is, like, yeah, some of these might shift. In a year or two, even, you might be like, I should have included that other one. Mm-hmm. And we also don't see everything. All of us in this room have seen movies that the other ones have not. And... You know, slowly over time, we might pick some of those back up and be like, oh, that would have been on my top 10. If I remember just two years ago when in Blade Runner 2049, 
I had seen it, wasn't on my top 10. When I watched it again, oh, that definitely would have been in my top 10 had I, mm. had I seen it the second time before. Yeah. You know? So that's going to happen, but we're still going to give you today what we feel like today. So I wanted to very quickly, and then we can roll through our top 10, um, kind of give my take on what ends up making my top 10, and if Jake and, and Eric want to clarify for themselves or add anything on. For me, it always starts with story. Am I compelled by the story? Is that story pulling me along? Uh, plus the filmmaking, and that's all the aspects. That's production design, that's acting, that's cinematography, all that stuff. Is it thoughtful? Is it purposeful? Uh, and then plus style. And that obviously the filmmaking goes into the style, but can I feel the style? Can I feel like they know exactly what they want things to be? And all of that, if all of that goes toward a relevant theme, something that I feel like I can really like apply to my own life, that's the top. That's number one. And you'll see my top two hit all of those things for me, for me so well that I like ultimately I was like, they, they have to be the top two. Like I can't, nothing else feels right in these top two slots. What okay. are your thoughts, Jake, on um, like what, what, and I, we may have talked about this before, but I think it's worth refreshing if we yeah. have new, new listeners or, you know, for last year, sometimes we shift in what we think. I think my main two factors are emotional resonance and, uh, and also style, just any kind of distinct out there style gets me or something just so controlled, like you were saying, where it's like the, the filmmaker, the director, you know, is in charge here, like presenting me with this particular uh, style uh, of movie that I haven't seen something um, like it before. Nice. Uh, so I think if those things combine, then like that's when I'm, I'm soaring. Uh, I, I'm feeling something and it's soaring done in a style that's different than other. <laughs> that's me. So yeah. Eric. That's awesome. That's a high school musical illusion, everybody. That, uh, yeah. Welcome to the Rogo Tours podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eric, what do you say? I think for me, uh, story, structure um, is a big part of it. And then just the craft, whether it's uh, production design, cinematography, any of those elements, um, score, you know, the music. Yeah, and the score and the other. yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, oh, a bunch of scores I loved got nominated. I was really pumped about that, actually. That, yeah. yeah. So that's for me. Nice. Well, and it's interesting too because sometimes people talk about how the craft is seamless, and I I do think there's something to be said for that. But I I sometimes like when you're calling out to me with your style too. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's kind of above and beyond sometimes, like like maybe too much attention grabbing. But if it works it's or it's cool, it's, it's hard, hard to differentiate because it, it does, yeah. you like you respect both of them. Like uh-huh. if it's seamless and you can't tell, uh-huh. or if you're dissecting it, you're super focused in on that. Yeah. I think I think both of those really. Well, you have something really self-conscious like Baz Luhrmann, whose mm-hmm. stuff is really self-conscious, mm-hmm. and I love it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I love what you're doing. And then you have something maybe a little more nuanced but no less in control like A Little Women or A Parasite, where it's like, well, no, this isn't calling overt attention mm-hmm. to itself, but there's so much craft going on yeah. here. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Okay, man, I'm so excited. Yeah. All right, Let's here we go. Um, anybody want to say, Eric, let's do it. You do your number 10. Tell us why it's 10, and we'll... We'll pretend like it's not on our 10 if it... <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, for me, has fluctuated quite a bit. But I, I have I legit confident. butterflies, guys. I feel confident. I just caught this one recently. Uh-huh. Um, Dark Waters. Oh. oh, look at you, little Todd Haynes. Little Todd Haynes. <laughs> okay. Little Ruffalo. Okay. Um, for me, story was really interesting i don't know a ton about the actual event yeah I, it was it was new for me um 
and I felt like it was engaging. It was it was different, dark. I thought I thought it was shot really well. Um, well, it's what's his name, uh, Ed Lackman, who does all of Todd Haynes' stuff. He's okay. gorgeous. Yeah, Carol, Far from Heaven. Far from Heaven. Yeah, sweet, Far from sweet, Heaven. Far from oh heaven. goodness gracious. Um, but yeah, Dark Waters. Just nice. kind of starting off with that. It yeah, was, that's awesome. It was right on the bubble. Great choice. Like I said, it was right there with Bombshell. Irishman was actually really close yeah, there for me. Yeah. But. Well, that was one that Eric had mentioned to me a long time when we were going to try to see together. We weren't able to do so. I'm glad you were able to catch it. Mm-hmm. Did you get to see Dark Waters? I never did. Really interesting just because Todd Haynes is not known for that style of movie. Right, yeah. And when we saw it was him, I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's, he's those other things we talked about. He's self-conscious style a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So, seamless self-conscious, if that's he walks the line really yeah, well. Yeah. And Dark Waters seemed very, like... By the numbers, very much like an interesting marriage. It was, it was an interesting story, and I thought the source material. I went to the article and read what it was based off of the event, this guy's life, and all the the lawyer lawyer yeah. story. Uh-huh. Um, just really interesting. It was a compelling story for me. Nice. It, it hit the, it hit enough uh, marks to okay. put it on the list. Love it. Check it out. All right, I'll do my 10. Jake, if you want to finish this up in a minute. Sure. My number 10 uh, was many places in my, in my top 10 for a while as I thought a lot about it. As I looked at, you know, story, filmmaking, style, relevant theme, it ended up kind of sinking just a little bit. Uh, my number 10 is The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers, which Eric and I saw together. Um, really stylish, incredible Beautiful. acting. Beautiful show. Astounding cinematography. One of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. And I don't mean that as a, as a negative. It's just bizarre as all get out. And, and it was a, a credit to Eric, too, because we were like, what should we see? What should we see? And he's like, let's go to the Broadway. And we went, we went <laughs> to the Broadway late at night, and we saw The Lighthouse. Yeah, did. <laughs> and it was so strange. And yet, I was compelled the entire time. And I, I would have loved if Willem Dafoe snuck in. I knew he wasn't there. But I would have loved that if somehow he came out of nowhere. Really like he did with that Eternity's Gate. Both those They're so, so good. <laughs> and reading a lot about what Robert Eggers said as far as using mythology and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the movie doesn't really thematically work as well for me. Otherwise it would have been up in the top five because mm-hmm. the filmmaking's so great. Um, but it, man, it made me think forever. And I wanted to keep reading about it. And mm-hmm. I was just like, and just as a study of two people kind of going crazy in the middle of nowhere. Even if you throw everything else out. Basically, when the movie ends, it's like, you know what? All of, we talked about this. All of this could have been fake. All of this could be real. <laughs> we have no idea. And I was, in the end, I was kind of like, you know what? Screw it. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my number 10. Okay. Awesome. My number 10, uh, I, I'm kind of doubting will show up on either of yours. I, think I was a, kind of a champion for this movie. Um, my number 10 is Booksmart. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, uh, it stuck with me until the end of the year. Um, <clears throat> Booksmart... Man, I I, I put, said in my uh, Oscar, uh, memo to the Academy, I I would love a screenplay nomination Some for people it. thought it'd be there. Uh, I wish it had been. Um, Olivia Wilde thought it'd be there. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she did. Uh, Olivia. So funny. Um, so uh, heartfelt and uh, entertaining, really. Um, I, we, we did a whole coming of age um, yeah. podcast. And you and I still mentioned had it on there. there. I had it on there. Even though it was new. Yeah, it was yeah, brand yeah. new. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's just, uh, I wish every teen or coming of age, I guess, movie could be that good. Um, and, uh, the, uh, performances, Beanie, um, is her name right? And, uh, yeah, Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Deaver. yeah, 
Um, both of them. I thought they were fantastic. Their chemistry with each other is hilarious. Uh, so, anyway, that's yeah. Booksmart. Um, nice nice year for Caitlin Deaver if you didn't get to check out Unbelievable with oh, Tony Oh, yeah. Collette. Did you watch that? Oh, my gosh. So yes. good. Incredible. Yeah. And she's great in it. Yeah. And Tony Collette. Everyone is. And what's and Merritt Merit. Weaver. Mm, Merritt Weaver has a me- has become one of my very favorites. Oh, she yeah. like steals every scene in Marriage Story, even though she's only in it for like ten minutes total. Mm. She like steals every scene. She's so great. If you've never seen Godless, please watch Godless and just glory in Merritt Weaver. Um, all right. I'll hit nine. Okay. We'll go me, Jake. Eric, okay, my number nine, I already mentioned a bunch of times, so uh, I don't have a lot else to say, but my number nine is Uncut Gems, which had a brilliant script. It combined parts thriller, part comedy, part sports in a way that I didn't feel like it never had ever been done. Um, I, for a while, I thought I was going to hate it because everything goes wrong for so long. If you haven't seen Uncut Gems, it's just like him making terrible mistake after terrible mistake. And the movie, at the risk of being spoilery, never really goes away from that. But in a way that ultimately says something that I thought was really interesting. When it finally got there, oh, you got me, Safdie brothers. Dang mm. you. Like, you, you took me there. Because I was like, oh, this is like Meet the Parents. Where I'm just like, please stop making poor choices. Um, and then about three quarters of the way through, I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing here. Oh, you're saying something. Mmm. You know? Um, and shout out to, I, I already gave a shout out to KG, who is weirdly incredible. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield's great. And the, the woman who I did not look up. He does play himself. So who's, he he does, but he's great. Um, <laughs> the woman who, do you know her name? Julia Fox is her name in real life. Oh, thank you. His, his, like the mistress? Yes. She's great. And the character's name is Julia, yeah. Oh, no way. She, and I, I read she hadn't been in like anything or, or maybe Eric told me that. I think yeah, she never acted. Yeah, she was great. Mm-hmm. She was really magnetic. And, and really gave to both the script and the acting gave what is usually a thankless role a lot of really interesting nuances. So Uncut Gems, which, you know, halfway through, if you'd asked me, would this be on your top ten? I'd be like, oh, heck no. But there's so much cool filmmaking. It's like chaos personified with Adam Sandler all at the center of it, just holding it all together. So I, th- I had a lot of fun with that. Great. Okay. My number nine. Uh, <clears throat> my number nine. Um, I I wasn't originally going to put it on here, but I went ahead with it uh, because it did stick with me. Um, my number nine is The Souvenir. Oh, I've um, heard so many good things. Yeah. And I've not seen it, but it's so weird. many good things. It's such a tough one to go into with high expectations, and I, I did struggle with it at first because I was like, um, I guess it took me I, some time sitting with it, right, to uh, to feel it. But, man, it did stick with me. Um, I, I think I, I feel like I've talked about it, so I must have mentioned it when I saw it, um, when we did a podcast. It could after. be, yeah. Uh, anyway, just if you've ever, uh, been a creative person, um, or wanted to create art of any kind, I, I think it's just such a good movie to, uh, watch and relate to and think about with, uh, what does it mean to try and create things for other people to consume? Um, it, it's, it's that, and also a, a great drama about a, addiction and, um, of abuse and relationships and all these things and that all sounds so big and dramatic yet it's this quiet still movie um that that will test you and will challenge you and make you feel like why are we sitting with this uh, particular scene for so long but at the end of the day i couldn't stop thinking about it and uh I, i'm glad i saw it uh, nice. tilda swinton's great her daughter uh honor real daughter Real daughter, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I was just yeah. uh, and in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, I was yeah. just curious. Uh huh. Yeah, it, the acting, it's all great. Um, and uh, and and I, yeah, loved it. So the nice. souvenir. 
Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Eric, number nine. Number nine. Us, Jordan Peele's nice. Us. Hey, I figured, I figured. Someone had to. You didn't yeah. say anything when we both mentioned very, it. I like, it's got to be out there. Yeah. Very quiet. Lupita. <laughs> oh, Winston Lupita. Duke, too, which we, who oh, we yeah. haven't mentioned yet. And, and Elizabeth Moss. The comedy in it. Like, yeah. once again, I mean, I know Get Out has some comedy, too. But yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, no, there's lots to love in us. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots to love in us. So, I think the duality, playing those two roles, powerful stuff with Lupita. Yeah. It wouldn't have been a scary movie. Maybe she would have got more love too. Yeah, but uh, really like that. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Jordan Peele does. Oh yeah, in the future, yeah. right? He's exciting. So exciting. exciting to watch. Yeah. Do you want to hit us with number eight? Yeah, Jake. Yeah, let's do it. Jake is not looking at any notes. It's like he memorized his stuff. He's just vibing on the room. He's just reading I'm the not, room and he's going. I'm checking my 10 between. I know he is. He's checking it when I'm not paying attention, but I, it's giving this really cool vibe because every I'm time I look, like, do you want to do eight? We're he doesn't look at anything. Looking at paper. He's, we're looking at paper. He's over Jake's here. Jake's like, oh, so we're on eight? Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. What? And let me tell you. Uh... Eight, man, was I mad when it was announced, and uh, it seemed to be having a, a tough production process, but I ended up loving Toy Story 4. Oh, that yeah. makes uh, one of us. Okay. <laughs> uh, I defended Toy Story 4 to this man. <laughs> don't get me wrong. No, no, you're good. You're good. The trilogy was perfect. Still made me cry. Toy oh, Story 4. Yeah. The trilogy was perfect, and I... Was uh, like I just said, I I felt a venom that they wanted to make a fourth one, yeah. Um, because it's Disney, they're clearly milking it. But oh yeah, they they did a uh, if they were gonna make one, this is exactly what I would have wanted it to be, which is this weird kind of like melancholic coda basically to the trilogy, and uh, you know, made it another ten years later after the previous one. Um, but I, the themes just resonated with me so much. I loved what they did with, uh, I'm with you, I'm with you, man. Yeah. With the whole thing of, of moving on. You're making me consider my home. Am I really? Yeah. No, I love, I, yeah. Good. I'm I so glad. Cause, cause a lot powerful. of people, I haven't heard hatred for it. It sounds like Chad hates no, it. No, I don't hate okay. it. Okay. But I, but I, I really don't hate it. No, I really don't hate it. Definitely. When I was making my list, I was like, oh yeah, nobody like has like in life has talked about Toy Story 4 since like even when it came out really no one talked about it that much but I'm there I'm there with those people yeah for sure (laughs) okay yeah yeah no I mean it's cool but yeah I'm definitely there with those people I thought do I want to say it's the best Pixar sequel do I love a different one I don't know let's say it best Pixar sequel so you like it better than Toy Story 2 or 3 well see I'm not as big on 2 and 3 I I'm Big on certain elements. Of I will it. not oh, go off on you. I just wanted no, 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 to clarify. Sorry. The first three are so cohesive in my mind that I don't even think of. Yeah, the we talked two about that when we did our uh, animated. And so we were, like, kind of. If I'm gonna consider those all one and four a sequel, okay. That no, that's that all is I how needed. it is in my I'm mind. Good. Then I'm I'll good. call it best picture sequel. Okay. So Toy Story four. It's my nice. number eight. No, I am. That's awesome. I am surprised. I didn't expect mm-hmm. it. I'm um, gonna leave a shout out. Right here and right now to a scene in Toy Story 4. Yeah, there are two scenes. I was just going to say it too, but please do it and the I'll come into it. The one that I'm thinking of is the rain. The rain when he's under the perspective is underneath the car when he's... Uh, it's right when you're introduced to Bo Peeps getting getting the kickoff. Is it like the it's first the scene? Rain. Yeah, it's early on when he just saved the little race car oh, guy. Yeah. And it's just rain pouring down Pixar style like... Thinking about life decisions, I don't know. Nice. It, it just, I, I love that. And then the comedy, I just love the comedy. Well, yeah, I didn't have this listed on my favorite scenes, uh-huh. 
And I didn't love the movie because there was, different than you, there was very little in it that made me think it deserved to exist. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know. But still cried when the kid is lost at the end. I thought that was great. That was was to me the one moment of like, oh, this is new. Everything else felt like a retread to me. Mm -hmm. With the exception of the Key and Peele scene. (laughs) 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 Which I was crying with laughter. But I would have loved Ducky and Bunny just in their own little... Because Key and Peele are great. Yeah. But when they say all the ways that they're going to get the key... <laughs> um, it's the key, right? That they're trying to get? The key? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. And I've watched it multiple times and I'm still laughing. Like, it's hilarious. And it, like if you look it up on YouTube, it's like funniest scene in the movie. Like, oh. What are you talking about when they're... They're telling the ways they're yes, going to do they're, it. They're oh plans. my gosh. Okay. And what happened is... The plush, oh, the plush rush is the last yes. one. My <laughs> wife and kids went and saw it without me. Because Bethany knew I didn't want to see it. Mm-hmm. And when she came back, when she came back, she said, I don't think you're going to love it, but you've got to see this scene. And then it was months. So I had all this anticipation and I was still crying with laughter wow, when I saw it. it. paid off. It's hard to know if it was Key and Peele or just the writers. I yeah. don't know if they let them ad lib, but oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Eric, number eight and seven. No, eight. Yeah. Because I it's was the eight. first to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's eight, eight, guys. Come on. Eight. Duh. Uh, we've said a little bit about this already. Uncut Gems. Oh, we were close there. Number eight. Yeah. Um, Safety Brothers, Sandler, mega performance with oh, Sandler for gosh, me. gosh, yes. I mean, I've liked him in some of his other yeah. roles. But yeah, I'm a fan. He was big. KG, we've mentioned already. I think so the weird. tension is the big thing oh, for me. Like, so much. Just... Razor sharp tension from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just my the pressure, stomach. The Ooh. pressure that this dude is dealing with. Oh. It is of his own freaking doing. Yeah, and shout and out Idina just... Menzel by the way. Oh my gosh, she does great. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't mention her earlier. True. Yeah, she is really good on that. So nice. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Right. My number eight. I just recently saw and did not expect it to be anywhere close on my list, and it kicked out some. That's where I think Glass finally went. And I was a huge fan of this movie, and to the point that if I watched it again, I don't know if one day it would move up this list, because I just saw it. Um, and uh, I, I can mostly say that it, 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 one of the reasons, yes, it has great performances, yes, it's done by a good director, uh, Fernando Marai, but it's mostly because it grapples with themes that are really, really interesting to me. This is The Two Popes, which uh, deals with age, and it deals with... Um, friendship, but more so it deals with like religion and traditional religion versus progressive religion and what does it mean to hold fast to what you believe in and if you are tweaking traditional beliefs, does that desecrate or denigrate what came before? And I didn't know a lot about what went on. I, I personally have not read, I am not Catholic and I haven't read a lot about Catholicism. I didn't even realize that when Pope Benedict, uh, no, yeah, stepped down, that it was the first time since 1294 that a pope had renounced. Didn't know that. It's mostly an imagined conversation between these two. And Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price, who I initially was really mad, were in the categories. They're good. I was enthralled by this movie. And I was watching it on Netflix at like 4 a.m. because oh. I couldn't go to sleep. And I, there was no way I was going back to sleep because I was so into it. And there's a lot of really nice little touches by Fernando Marai, who also directed uh, City of God and The Constant Gardener. Hmm. Um, I was, I don't want to say astounded because there's a lot of other movies above this one, but thematically, 
this is one of the ones that made me think the most and kind of like engaged me the most. The two popes. Great. Big okay. fan of that one. Okay. Um, Eric, yeah, maybe, do you want to hit number seven? Number seven. Um, I went with My Pleasant Surprise of the Year. Um, Jojo Rabbit. Nice. Jojo? Taika! (laughs) Number seven. Not familiar with much of Taika's work. Mm, You should fix that. (laughs) I need to fix that. I've been told uh, Wilder People. Wilder People. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. I'm sure you saw Thor. Ragnarok. Yeah, no, actually. I haven't. Oh, oh, yeah, you haven't seen any of his stuff. Okay. Yeah, you should definitely check out some of, into some of his. Yeah, he does a good job. Uh, for me, the story, like hearing initially what the story's going to be about, I'm like, okay, sure, let's check this out. But it really hooked me. I was sold. Um, Chad knows I have much love for uh, Scar Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scar Jojo. I thought yeah. it was an A plus. Scar Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> a plus on the uh, uh, TM. <laughs> a plus on her uh, her role there I uh, had no problem with that and then um, yeah just an interesting take on that whole time period um, you know just a lot of the general things that everybody nice singing praises of it but. nice awesome thank you I'll, I'll hit number seven okay um, my number seven uh, was 1917 and I'm not big on war movies and uh, I would say similar to Jake Especially, I mean, I've been saying this a lot about movies. I don't know what it was about, you know, halfway through. But halfway through, I would have said, "Mm mm-mm. But there comes a moment where the main character gets knocked out and then wakes back up. And from that point to the end of the movie, I was just like, holy crap. Uh, The way they use the one take after that is absolutely insane. Because it goes from night to day. And Roger Deakins gets to do his lighting friggin' stuff that he does incredible at. You got the lady in the background in the one scene. You don't see her. She kind of like comes like a wraith out of the thing. And then he's running. He's getting shot at. And then he's in the water and the camera's following him. And then he's out of the water. And then he's in the forest. And then you hear the singing. Oh my gosh. That stuff. And then he's in the trenches and he's going through. I was just like, oh, this part right here is a marriage of why they did it in one take. Yeah. Versus the emotional. And, and I will say, not as resonant for me as maybe it could have been. But that's just because war movies, I... I for whatever reason, because I haven't experienced it. Because a lot of times they give you that nameless idea. Mm-hmm. Everyone's fighting everyone and no one knows who everyone is, but I feel like there's a little more here. There's a couple things they do that really kind of ground you with these characters more than I expected. And George Mackey or McKay, he's good. Yeah. And I you know, like he's kind of, I mean, it, it's funny how they have all these cameos around him that only show up yeah. for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then this kind of no-name guy-ish uh, has to kind of, you know, take you on the journey, and I thought Drive that he's—I thought that he did a really good job. And it—and it, it is hard to separate the trick of the camera from what they're actually doing, and that's why it's not up at one, two, three, four, five, six for me. Um, and it was—it was a talk, it was a thought, it was a mm-hmm. living with it. But that second half, it's like the last—it's probably even a little less than half. That dazzled me, man. It really did. Mm. It really did. That moment when he cut, he hears him singing in the forest, and I know we're, we're being slightly spoilery. And just the way the camera follows him into the water, and it's like yeah. dark at first, and then it's slowly light, and you, and you get oh man, I was like okay, you won me over, <laughs> like, and so so yeah, it ended War up. Or movie you win. Yeah, <laughs> for one, I mean one of the only ones like we talked about before that really that really you know kind of stuck there with me. So awesome. What do you got for number seven? My number seven is the farewell. 
Hey, nice. <clears throat> yeah, loved the farewell. Uh, man, I'm going to have nostalgia for it forever because I saw it on my birthday. And Aww, it was a great cute. day. Um, but man, I just, uh, everything about it, um, I, I loved that it taught me uh, a little bit about a, a culture while, that I didn't know much about while also giving me um, some incredible character work to follow along with. Um, it's not a plot-heavy movie by any means, right? They pretty much just take the one premise of she's sick and we're not going to tell her and it's pretty much just uh family conversations and stuff from there um but i i thought it was hilarious um i thought it uh, i loved uh, aquafina because i at least anything i'd seen her in um up to that point was pretty much just yeah she's just comic relief and so i that's my i I say it all the time that's my favorite thing take an actor um known for one thing and uh blow everyone's minds by uh having them do something you're not familiar with. Um, so I, I, I loved it. Um, and farewell, number seven. Nice. No, I'm glad it was on your list, even though it didn't make mine. Mm-hmm. No it, it was a fun a fun one to watch. Yeah. All right, I'm number six. I know my number six is going to disappoint some of you guys, but I just it's true for me that it was really... It's one that stuck with me a lot, and I've been talking a lot with... Um, some of my fellow teachers, uh, I'll give a shout out here to Joe Schmokey and Whitney Child, who we talked about a lot today at lunch because Whitney had just seen it. And I realized, like, I won't lie about, you know, uh, understanding that the amount of nominations that it received oh boy, was big. Ooh. But you'll remember I defended it when we podcasted on yeah. it as well. And I told you, it's probably going to be on my top ten. I know it's not going to be on your guys's. My number six is Joker, which is a super divisive movie. Um, another thing we talked about today. Number what? Number what? Six. We're on six. You already did seven, right? Yeah. That's yeah. my six, too. What? Wow. I didn't... This comes out of nowhere, Eric. Out of nowhere. Yep. I didn't know I was alone. Oh, okay. man. Out of nowhere. <laughs> okay, but uh, really thoughtful and about something in a way that most comic book movies aren't. Obviously, Joaquin Phoenix, whatever you think about if he should win or not, it's a mesmerizing performance. Yeah. I liked the way that it dealt with mental health. I don't have a lot of experience with mental health issues, mm-hmm. so I don't know how accurate it's being. I liked the ambiguity of how it ended. I liked the way that it dared us to hate him and like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked the way that it gave kind of a beating heart to an outcast that we have all seen. Maybe we're even that person. Not knowing what to say at the right time, not knowing how to deal with things, and then turn that person into, you know, this ultimately a murderer, if we're being honest, right? It's interesting to me how the movie has all of it happen once his medication doesn't come anymore. It's it's not subtle, but I love how they just went for it. Like, yeah, he doesn't have his medication anymore. Now look what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I know you could, you could, you could take an issue with that. I get it. Like, yeah. and you could be like, well, that's kind of heavy-handed. Like, you're right, it is. But at the same time, it also gives you a a way to kind of enter. And even if you don't excuse anything that he did, and I don't think you should, at the same time, you're like, oh my gosh, like it's a it's a, a hyper realistic take on something that would happen like that. Um, and it does take place in one of the most realistic worlds that a comic book movie has take pl- taken place in. I'm not saying the most because I haven't seen all comic book movies. But there's not as much heightenedness yeah. to it as you see in like a Christopher Nolan, which I love. Um, and yeah, it just it stuck with me in a way that other movies didn't. The five above it, notwithstanding. But I just mean in a way where it was always here in my gut and like I was turning it over and trying to figure it out. Eric, I'm sorry since you... I thanks for to, jumping in and I saying... I need to preface. I like dark content. 
Like, yeah. I'm I'm probably more pro your California, your seven. Love some like, California, capital you know, your, K. Uh, your killer movies <laughs> and that sort of thing. Well, I was just surprised because when we podcasted mm-hmm. on it, mm-hmm. you were a little more like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not that you yeah. were not, you were both positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did but, like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I was but, excited for it. Right. And then I think this is where I, this is where, like I said, I had to preface. I really enjoy this style. Yeah. Like, I like a darker... But I think the dichotomy on... Good use. This this story being something that I already know a little bit. Like, we know Joker. We've seen yeah. Joker. We've got uh-huh. Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, and now, you know, some really big, powerful performances. Um, I think the story being so dark and real makes it... It helps it because it's like, oh, okay, I understand that's grounded in some reality, mental illness, some of the yeah. darkness that comes with that. Yeah. And dealing with those, you know, complications. But also, because of that, I don't necessarily want to revisit it. Like, okay. I don't want to see it again. Like, I haven't seen it again since the first time we saw it in theaters. Yeah. And I, I, I think it need, I need to see it again at some point. But I know, I know now going into it, there's so much going on with it. And I don't have a huge history with mental illness or, or yeah. that. But um, I th- it's just such a heavy movie. It's one of the more heavy movies. I've seen a lot of, you know, your scary, your thrillers. Yeah, your yeah, yeah. And so uh, for me, uh, Joaquin's performance is, yeah, yeah. is I mean, the it's, reason it's, it's, incredible. it's, the reason it's yeah. got as much buzz as it does. Definitely. I think I'm fascinated by the amount of money it pulled in. The, how yeah. many people... Said, resonate, it resonated we're gonna go see them. this yeah. and and you, know, you get the Batman crew you got all that but um, and then uh, yeah it just I feel like the, the darkness on it, the reality of the darkness was almost it was so good that there was enough there that I I hesitated in wanting to see it again oh yeah just because it's it, uncomfortable it's, it, it's... yeah there, it's and I don't, I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if that maybe that speaks to what Todd Phillips has done, and maybe I owe him more credit than I would have thought. You know, because he was, you know, we talked about it earlier. It's probably the first one I cut in the director's list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm talking about this film. Yeah, that, like, that's why I was surprised. Really, yeah. yeah. So yeah. nice. And yeah, it's one of those. Ones but I mean, I'm glad it's there. I'm, yeah. I'm happy that we. That's the first repeat today. Oh yeah. Right? It is, isn't is it? it? We'll start to see more. No, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, okay. yeah. Yeah, Uncut. Yeah, we'll start, I assume. Yeah. I already know But some. not a ton more. I don't yeah, yeah, know. We'll I already see. know. Um, so now you get to finish, since he let six. us know uh, you get to finish six. Too. Okay. Um, might be criminally low for some people. My number six is Once Upon a Time in oh, nice. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, just glad it's there. Of course yeah. it's there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, loved it. Uh, everyone's having such a great time. Uh, it's Tarantino at his best, I think. Um, uh, I love it probably just as much as any of his other movies that I love. I, uh, um, period piece, amazing uh, production design. I'm yeah. so okay with it being there uh, for the Oscars. Um, for everything it's nominated for, really. Um, I'm... Anytime there's a filmmaker that's been around a long time and they always get nominated, I just start to get a little bit like, eh, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, it, it's there. It deserves it. Um, Shout out. It's a, a rollicking uh, great time. And I, I, I love what he did with the ending um, in relation to history. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I just want to say, even though 
<laughs> I'll talk about it later. Uh, I just want to say that that's a movie to me that deserved its runtime. We talked about yeah. The Irishman earlier, and I felt like even when it was like slower beats, I was into everything, and I felt like everything was giving us information about these characters. And I'll, that's all I'll say. I need now. to see. I need to see both of them again to make sure I can justify the runtime. But I do feel like, in initial view. Yeah, one time I felt like had more justification. Because I think I'm even forgetting how long it was. Was it? It's like 245 It is like 245 But it rolled, man. It yeah. rolled. Well, uh, proof. I, I couldn't remember that it was an insanely long yeah. movie. I'm just like, 48 that, was a, minutes. that was a fun like, time. Like, Hateful Eight felt like it was four hours long. Yeah. And it wasn't that long. And Once Upon a Time rolled and it was 245 or whatever. Yeah. Hateful Eight. No. <laughs> Shout out to Brad Pitt scene. Where he's uh, facing off with with the uh, uh, hippies, yeah, hippies, <laughs> and also the uh, the Bruce Lee character, yeah, that, Michael Mo. My fists, my fists are dangerous weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, Great probably, stuff. that's one of my top scenes. Of, that's top five. I'll hit my scene. My great. favorite scene of the year later is is from that movie. Oh, great. Um, uh, that was six, right? That was six. Oh, yeah. okay. Let me say this. Um, some of my unheralded performances, really quick. We're at the halfway point. Just really quick. Um. Alan Alda in um, in Marriage Story, holy cow! I thought he was so good as the first lawyer. Mm-hmm. Casually off the cuff, brilliant. I thought, like he didn't even look like he was trying, and maybe he wasn't. But I thought he was so good. He ended up being my favorite character, which I know is a stupid thing to say, but just as far as like the character that I like pulled. Um, Who's the other lawyer? Who's the other? Because I'd give a shout out to. Oh, uh, uh, Ray Liotta. Yeah, Ray good Liotta. fellas. Oh man, uh, Charlize Theron and Longshot. I mentioned Longshot earlier. I, I really felt like she that was an Oscar worthy performance. I know, I know, it wasn't going to get nominated, but like Charlize in Theron. a rom com. Um, Bombshell, Charlize Theron. Uh, <laughs> Sterling K. Brown and Renee Elise Goldsberry in Waves, which I may have mentioned. I mentioned the movie earlier. I can't remember if I mentioned them, but they're they're fantastic, especially Sterling K. Brown, who was in the Oscar talk for a little while for Waves. And finally, Daniel Kaluuya and Jody Turner-Smith in Queen and Slim, who are absolutely electric. And I am shocked they weren't both in the Oscar conversation. They're, I mean, they're, it's a level of brilliance that you don't see a lot, especially in tandem. So some unheralded performances for me that, aren't, that weren't necessarily as discussed. And I know some of those were discussed, but not as much as I wish they would have been. Okay. Any small category you guys want to throw out real quick? Yeah, I got one. You want to go first? I don't have a category, but just... Get, piggybacking on yeah, the characters. Timothy Chalamet. Man, oh, in Little Women? In Little Women. Oh, he's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. The whole time. like Especially when he's competing He's competing against 1990s Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. And he's killing it. So and funny. I got an argument about it. Yeah, I'm all over Timothy, man. Yeah, he was great. Great. Um, okay, I think I'm the only one that likes when I do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Least um, favorite movies? I love saying my five least <laughs> yeah, favorite movies. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. okay. I like hearing them. It's, it's so mean-spirited. But, uh, it doesn't you know, matter. I don't even care if you matter. say ones that I love. Okay. I just like no, to hear I, I would be shocked. If <laughs> well, I didn't know if Glass. I didn't know if you were going to No, vote. I liked Glass. Oh, okay. I liked Glass. I didn't remember. Um, all right, I will go with uh, Bad to Worst. So uh, the fifth worst movie of the year for me was... Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh-huh. I avoided that one. Same cinematographer as Joker. Is it really? Seriously. Yeah. Lawrence okay. Schur? Mm-hmm. Isn't that his name? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Interesting. It was the kind of blockbuster where the bad example of the darkness where they're literally visually trying to make it so dark that it's like I couldn't even see what was going on. 
Uh, Game of Thrones level darkness there. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes, like that one episode. Uh, And such a waste of a great cast. There are so many people I love in that movie not doing things that I love. Shout out Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Uh, Next worst, uh, fourth worst, um, maybe a little more controversial here, uh, Detective Pikachu. Man. (laughs) Not controversial on this Sorry, for listeners. People liked it. People had a good time. Yeah, people had a good time. People had a good time. I am a Pokemon fan, and I was, like, falling asleep. Man. Uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds is funny as Pikachu in places, but they shouldn't have made it. Jeez. Uh, Third worst, uh, Little. Comedy from the oh, beginning of the year. Yeah. I love Issa Rae. I love Regina Everyone Hall. Loves Issa Rae. Um, Go see the Lovebirds with uh, Kumail. Oh yeah, with Kumail. Issa. But man, that movie—it was one of the weirdest experiences I've had watching a movie that's supposed to be a comedy because it was just like line after line that was clearly supposed to be a joke, and it was just like, like that's not—it's just not funny. Like it's just not isn't it's not humorous anyway. <laughs> uh, not it, I'm yeah. getting more and more excited as we move I mean, up this list. Oh man. Number two uh, worst was actually, it was a perfect bad movie. Like, a, it's the kind that's fun to make fun of. Uh, that was the... the no. Uh, the uh, uh, cell phone horror movie, Countdown, about oh, the app yeah. that uh, uh-huh. tells you Saw when you're going to die. Saw a lot of trailers for that, and yeah. then it disappeared. Um, it, it walks this line where it, it's almost like it's self-aware and trying to be funny on purpose, but by the end you're like, nope, they didn't know, and uh, <laughs> it's just bad. Oh, uh, and then worst it. movie of the year is going to be really anticlimactic because it rightfully so did not get big distribution. It's a movie I saw at Sundance last year called Corporate Animals. Oh, it's yeah. an attempt at a horror comedy. From a, it had some buzz before it came mm-hmm. out, by the way. From a director I really like, Patrick Bryce. He does the Creep movies, which I love those, but man... No one's good in it. Uh, everyone's bad in it. Avoid it at all costs. Tries so hard. Yeah. I think it got some small deal on like <laughs> IFC or something where you can see it if you want to. But it, it's not uh, enjoyably bad. It's just boringly bad. Don't so don't do it. Uh, yeah. There's my five funny. worst. All right. Eric, you want to hit up five? Yeah. Number five so of the year. Me, we're, back to, we're back to good, guys. Yes. yes. Back Sorry. to good. Shift. Don't, don't get confused here. Um, so for me, these top, these next five, there was, I think last year we may have talked a little bit about it. There was where a, the line is. There was a break for me here. This is yeah. where for me the upper echelon. Uh, we've already mentioned 1917. Um, That's your five. five. Nice. Five. So Roger Deakins. I feel like there's a there's some interesting dialogue because I feel like I was super hyped about this. I was excited to see this is one of the more anticipated films of the uh, award year and. And I love Roger. And if you don't love Roger Deakins, I don't know if we can let you listen anymore. I'm just kidding. We love if you listen. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I think there's some interesting story conversations to have about how it's put together. And Sam Mendes, how it's directed. Uh, decisions were made. Um, Passive voice. Decisions were made. <laughs> yeah. Cameras were used. <laughs> Cuts were hidden. <laughs> I, I just think there's some interesting design, um, craft. Yeah, great craft. But Whatever uh, you think, it's crafted well. Yeah, but I put it at number five for me. Nice. So. I would say my, I think my line comes after five. My top four are especially, but five's kind of in a no man's land where, I, where it takes a big of a leap for jo- from Joker for me, mm-hmm. but then there's a little bit more space between five and four. My number five is Jojo Rabbit. Um, which Jojo Rabbit for me is interesting simply because uh, when I first watched it, I was like, it's good. I like it. 
And I didn't, I didn't love it per se. Mm-hmm. And Sam Rockwell's great. Yeah. I think Sam Rockwell's the unsung hero of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebel Wilson has some fun. Stephen Merchant is funny. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of really funny stuff. And I love Thomas and McKenzie just because of Leave No Trace. And oh, yeah. I thought she was fantastic here. But it really started to work for me when I finally realized, and you might think I'm dumb if you've seen it. You're like, yeah, duh. When I finally realized some of the obvious parallels between now and then that he was playing on, mm-hmm. especially with the Hitler imaginary character, without being too political or whatever, you get a sense of him mirroring our current times in a way that like became frighteningly smart to me after I thought about it. And I was like, oh gosh, oh gosh. Like, yeah, that was pretty obvious and I didn't see it, but now I'm seeing these really interesting parallels mm-hmm. that made me kind of, like, like I said, frightened. Like, oh my gosh, that's sharp stuff that you're drawing a comparison here between. There's some really great stuff. You've got his friend is really funny mm-hmm. and really kind of winning. And um, Taika Waititi himself being this Hitler character and is super funny, but in a way that's dark when you start to realize, you know, the undercurrents of what's going on there. So, and I like Scarlett Johansson. Eric referenced earlier, I just said, I, I, I didn't necessarily Scar think, Jojo. Yeah, 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 Scar Jojo. I didn't think she was as hype worthy as other people did in this performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought she was she was good. She pulls the upset. She pulls the upset. I yeah, it's de- yeah. He he called he called he called theater. in a text. He said mm-hmm. she's gonna win best supporting actress. Win or before I said no. He said oh, I thought you said she's gonna okay. win. Sorry, I said nominated. Okay, my bad. I thought you said she has it. Didn't you say she has it locked up? I think that's what. I'll find uh, it. It was, something, it was something like well, maybe <laughs> the nom locked up. The nom, nom I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jojo Rabbit for me ended up making it to the the upper the upper half. Um, especially after you know a week or so when I really sat with it. Okay, we're on to my Your five. Okay, I'm now in uh, splitting hairs here. Like this is I want to tie them all. Uh, these top five. Love to hear. Okay, Chad allowed us to tie. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know I have no problem. Yeah, so I'm actually skipping to one. My next five will all be my number next one. Next five are all one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number five is Parasite. Oh man. Um, it's, it really is, I, it's a perfect movie. I mean, it's, you have everything, right? It's, uh, insane how it combines all these things so well. Um, you have comedy, you have suspense, uh, you have family drama, um, you have just wackiness and, uh, unexpectedness. Um, and I was worried going in and it was, it was hard not to be disappointed in, uh, because everyone was describing it as just being the wildest movie of all time, and it's not. But uh, I think if you can set that aside and not have that expectation, man, it really is just an unexpectedly twisty and uh, and fun movie um, that also uh, has something to say. Um, and uh, it wraps it all up in this perfect package, and I am rooting for it so hard. I. I think just because of the nature of what it is and that it's a foreign language film, it, it might be what I'm rooting for most for Best Picture since it even does have that little bit of a real chance, um, according to some people. I think yeah. it would be so it's awesome. Kind of a better so. chance than I imagined, especially mm-hmm. when Chad was telling me about it and driving me over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, that's what, good stuff. I, I mean, I don't know what else to add other than I'll add some stuff later. Um, my no, I'll go with my number four, right? We did your five already, right, Eric? Yeah. You went first. Okay, yep. my number four, uh, and this is where the, the little bit of delineation happens for me with Jojo Rabbit, which I really liked being in the middle, and these other four, like a little bit back, but these four right here were my four favorite movies of the year, and it was obvious the minute I saw all of them. Uh, my number four is Little Women. Um, Greta Gerwig got robbed. 
Um, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's weirdly modern. The music is incredible. Um, and the biggest thing for me is that I was upset it was getting made. Like, oh, we're doing Little Women again? Mm -hmm. And I, like, a girl in my film lit class called me out the other day when I told her how good Little Women was. She's seen it too. And she's like, remember when you said it shouldn't have got made? I said, yes, I remember, okay? <laughs> we all make mistakes. So if you're listening to this, Sam, you, you were right. Um, but, but the biggest thing for me was I, pe the reviews started rolling in and people were like, oh my gosh, she makes... You get to know Beth better. You don't hate Amy. All these little things. Because we'd seen, we'd seen, we own the other one. And I, I like the other one a lot. Susan Sarandon, Winona Ryder, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Claire Danes, uh, Christian Bale. It's good. But it felt new here. It felt better. And she does some really cool stuff with flashbacks. And she does some like mirroring with things that are happening that really elevate the movie. It is a gorgeous movie. You should go see it with everyone you know. It's PG and it's nice. You can see it with your whole family. My daughter loved it. Shout out to my sister-in-law, Mara Bond, who was weeping throughout the movie. She is pregnant, That's but she was weeping, weeping, openly weeping. And I'll tell you, it enhanced the experience for me. It really did. I was like, I felt emotional and feeling her emotion at the same time. She talked about how she loved my, my sister-in-law, Mara. She talked about how she loved how they made the end without being too, spoilery here, ambiguous in some ways where you get a sense of like, oh, so do things really happen or not in a way that I thought was interesting mm -hmm. and kind of fun and modern. We have breaking news. <laughs> also your Hold number on. four. Also my number four. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I saw your face when I first said it, and I was like, oh, here it comes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Can, can you add anything? Sorry. Yeah, so for me... Uh, and Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> so I'm not super familiar with Little Women. I haven't seen all the other ones. I've seen, I think I saw part of the series one that came out. Yeah, that was recent-ish, right? Fairly recently, like with yeah, the last, last couple, couple years. years. Yeah. Um, Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse. Saoirse. Oscar uh, nominated. I mean. Yeah, she's great. I'm I'm rapidly getting on the uh, Saoirse, Saoirse train. Ronan fan <laughs> yeah. club. And Laura Dern. I'm aboard. You're welcome. I know. Jarek I mean, Jake rolled his eyes earlier when I said she was better in this than Marriage Story. And I get it. <laughs> I, I Marriage Story's great. I don't know that I can fight that battle either. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, Marriage I Story's like, great. Like and she's it. coming. I know Marriage Story's coming up for you, but like, uh, I, I just wanted to shout her out because I think she does a really good she job. She does. And doing a different thing than I normally see Laura Dern do. Uh, Timmy C. Yeah, Did Timmy C. We talked a little bit about him already. <laughs> yeah. um, Timmy C. Baby. <laughs> Uh, Pew also. Yeah, she's good. Some love she's good. For what she did. So not being familiar. And Emma with Watson. The, yeah, yeah, Emma Watson. Good. Yeah, she is good. The cast was great. Not being really, uh, I don't know the timeless classic. Yeah. Little Women. Yeah. So this is my first experience with it, and so I thought. I mean, I would just. Chris I was, Cooper. I was hooked. We didn't even talk Chris, about Chris Cooper. He's the so whole good. cast, yeah. man. I mean, it's just uniformly great, cast. as they say. All Transportative music. We've been listening to the score oh, since, yeah. the, oh, since the movie ended. Uh, what's his name? Uh, famous guy. Uh, da, 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 yeah, Desplat or Display. Uh, yep. Desplat. I always say Desplat. So it did not disappoint. <laughs> it lived up to yeah. the hype. It lived. It's so and gorgeous. Um, it's so gorgeous. I was in love with every frame. The thing that for me, I, I found very interesting with the connection that Bombback and Greta have. I felt like there were things, and I'll get to more of this later on, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. there, it felt like both those stories coming out, both of them being worked and produced in the roundabout time by two people, this power couple we've got going on here. I felt like for me, it was interesting to see love story embedded in both of them 
and how they played around with those things. I was just impressed with the craft yeah. all over the place. They so. definitely win uh, Best Movie Directors this year as a couple. Oh, uh, right? yeah. yeah. Right? Oh of all movie director of all couples. Of movie director couples, they're the dominating. Movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This year I mean, at least. I don't even think it's close. <laughs> That's I was, awesome. I loved it. I was yeah. Oh, yeah. I keep it. using the word gorgeous for other people. Like, oh, please go see it. Mm-hmm. Number four. Man. I didn't realize how much more I loved this movie than you guys. My number four is Knives Out. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm all about it being there. Don't worry. Mm. Ryan, thank you so Ryan much Johnson, for giving us this. Ryan Johnson, now yeah. we realize The Last Jedi was the best. Uh, so much fun. Uh, great way to reintroduce a post-Marvel world to Chris Evans <laughs> being fun again and not just being generically good Captain America. I mean, yeah. whatever. I, I yeah, love yeah, you, he's fine. It's just Chris. We I, love you, dude. I have all kind of feelings about Marvel, and we love it's just podcast. I love earlier Chris Evans roles. He's uh, and so Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, and so it's fun to see him in something like this oh, again. The one too. Um, the like uh, they all are together, and they like. Oh gosh, sorry. I know I'm commandeering. I apologize. Early stuff. Um, it's like a heist movie, and he's. I like, don't know if I know this one. Oh, okay. I'll look of, it up. Um, Go on. The whatever parody one he did it was like not another teen movie, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, but back in comedy, at least, okay? Uh, Knives Out. So I just love that we got this um, original mystery yeah. uh, from a, a blockbuster level director. I mean, at least after Star Wars, for sure, right? And with an all star cast. Um, and it's, I, I found it unpredictable. Maybe not everyone felt that way, but I was along for the ride. Um, I, I had a great time, you know, gasping at every twist and turn. I thought the writing was so solid, so I'm thrilled that it's, uh, nominated for its, uh, screenplay. Yeah, that was um, a cool nomination. Mm-hmm. Was a and cool everyone, it, everyone was a blast to watch. Tony yeah. Collette, man, I, I still, I, Tony ever since Collette I saw the movie, I occasionally respond to people by uh, saying things in the intonation that her character uses in that movie. <laughs> um, it's, oh my gosh, uh, loved it. So that's I, awesome. Um, that's my number four. Love it. Uh, it was guess. The Losers, by the way. It came out the same year as Scott uh, Pilgrim vs. The World. It was okay. very funny in it. Um, awesome. I'm glad I was there. Don't worry. Okay, good. It's good stuff. Okay, my number three has already been mentioned, but I am going to mention my favorite scene of the year from it. This is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This just in. <laughs> number three, Once Upon We have never had We're this We're vibing. Many. We have never we had vibing. this many. Okay, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Paper, I swear. I do, I do think that it might be my favorite Tarantino movie. Like, And that's hard for me to say. I, I still am an adorer of Pulp Fiction, mm, and Kill Bill Volume 2 was such a blast to me. Um, but... There's such a gentleness to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that I didn't even know he was capable of. Scary, Jeff. There's like this love for these three characters, Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, that I just found to be entrancing, um, enthralling. They're great. It's really compelling. It feels really real. Um, And it kind of felt like it was coiling up the whole time, but not in a way where I felt tension, but just like, okay, we're building to something. And then we build to it. It's a release and it's violent, but it didn't feel, it just felt like the natural end to this movie. And the final shot, I just felt such love for all the characters in the final shot and the way it pays off. But let me just give a shout out to my favorite scene of the year, which is, well, scene, it's scenes, which is Leonardo DiCaprio sits down next to a little girl actress. They have a talk about acting. And then he goes into a scene and he blows the scene. And then he goes into his trailer and he swears curses himself out and then he goes and does another scene it might be one of my favorite scene like sequence of scenes ever i was so 
blown away by just like the emotion I felt there and the way Tarantino's script paid all that off when the girl comes up to him and says what she says in his ear, like I'm getting goosebumps again now. I was just blown away by it. Like oh, that was like a mini movie in and of itself that I would watch over and 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 over like so many, so many times. I just loved it so much. And so that ends up being my number three. Some other scenes I love this year, by the way. Um, the scene at the end of Uncut Gems between KG and Adam Sandler where he convinces him to bet again. I like oh It's gosh. so maddening and over the top and I loved it so much. Uh, the final scene of Glass where they're kind of watching everyone's phones light up. The scene I already mentioned all the way from the woman in the house all the way to the end of 1917. It's scenes, a bunch of scenes. And I did. I liked the dancing on the stairs in Joker. I'm not going to pretend I didn't. I really <laughs> liked that scene. That was and, fun. Then, and then when they cut to the people up there, like, what the heck is he doing? And finally, uh, when the aforementioned Chris Evans says, Avengers Assemble. That was a good moment. Okay. It was. It was a good moment. Okay. All right. Number three. <laughs> my, my thoughts on oh, this pun yes. real quick. Sorry, I was going on. Uh, just general th- generally thought it was a fun Tarantino film. And I wasn't sure where it was going. Yeah, I know Tarantino. Never. Halfway through it, you're wondering, okay, where... where but it, in a way for me that I, I liked. I, I don't know I where this too. is going, but yeah. I'm along for the positive, ride. Positive. Very positive for me. Yeah, I, yeah. I know it was not the normal... I don't know if that sits well with all Tarantino lovers, but um, I thought it was very thoughtful. I thought it was profound. I thought it was very uh, reflective. Yeah, elegiac. On the Hollywood experience yeah. uh, that Tarantino's you know, been a big staple of. Yes. Star power for uh, LDC and Pitt together. Yeah. I mean... He might win, Brad Pitt. He's been picking up all the awards. He has been. Yeah. I, I think he's got a strong chance. But yeah. um, And then... I'm just saying, for my top three, moving on from this point, these ones all could changed. have been number one. They all moved around. This yeah. was this, this was one my too. Tie. These were my tie. I had once upon a time in Hollywood when I made this list to start. It was one. Mm-hmm. When I started it, I was like, put them down. Yeah. It was one, yeah. okay. and it's That's now three. Yeah, uh, I want to say one more thing. The most emotional, by far, for me, of all the Tarantino movies. Like normally, mm. it was more oh, visceral. Yeah. It was more head. The Kill mm-hmm. Bill ending is the closest it's ever gotten for me. This one had so much emotion throughout it. Like yeah. I was like Tarantino, like where's this been? Yeah. Do what you do and then add this. Make That's us feel. what. It, yes. Mm. Yeah. All right. We keep since we keep vibing, you keep finishing us off. Great. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Number uh, three. Now I finally get to chime in on Little Women. Yay! Uh, hey yo. Hey. No, so uh, that's four, four, and three right there. Maybe, that's high, high yeah, praise. High, high praise for Greta. Uh, maybe even more so than Eric. I had zero experience with little women like literally i hate saying like literally so, uh, but literally it was just one of figuratively zero experience it was one of a myriad of uh just classic novels that i know nothing about i i did not even know that they were all sisters when the movie started i just thought maybe they were like friends or something i didn't know yeah so uh and so i'm like oh so those two are sisters and then i'm like oh, okay they're all sisters uh, <laughs> i but, feel like i really had to concentrate on okay their family names. Like I yeah. Was, I was very, like, that was part of me. And I'm glad I can chime in as the one who'd seen it and known it to say it's still mm-hmm. just as good. Right. Yeah. And so I, I learned afterwards, of course, that, yeah, Greta, uh, with her screenplay, um, 
added the the time jumps, which for yes. a, for a first timer to the story, I, I thought worked so well. It was awesome. Really cool. Oh, it threw us off at the beginning. Uh, I was like, "What is she doing?" And then partway through, I was like, "Oh, I see what you're doing." Yeah, that was really cool. And they talk in the movie about this very thing of like, and you know, why should people care about peop- uh, anyone's domestic troubles? You know, instead of some grand adventure. Um, but I think it's so telling that Little Women's been so successful. I I haven't heard a single person say that they've seen it and said anything other than like I loved it. It was uh, it's just so warm, um, and, and yeah, Greta does that great thing of taking these this simple story that is all just realistic events basically, right? Um, and using that time jump so effectively to make it for newcomers at least, I guess, almost like a puzzle of like, oh, who's who, what happened in between these two uh, things we're seeing. And uh, I understand. engaging for the time period. Engaging. But I also understand for people familiar with it, it was such a fresh take as well. Mm-hmm. Um, every The cast is just, they're all there. It's uh, exactly what I would have wanted from every single one of them. Uh, and now I'm I'm a little woman person, I think. I've, I've since watched. I'd be- buy a shirt. Um, Did you watch the old one? The Sarandon shirt. one? No, oh, I, yeah. I know that's the it's most famous. It. I actually, it. I checked out the 1930s version no out of way. curiosity, mainly because I was so impressed and intrigued with the modern ambiguity at the end that I was like, oh, how does, how do the other ones handle this? Before. And I then learned it hasn't been done before. No. So again, love that you did that, Greta. Another yeah. clever thing with that screenplay. Thanks for listening yeah. too, Miss, Miss Gerwig. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> we do this for you at the end of the day. So. Uh, no, and then and I'm partway through the book now as well. So oh, I'm, yeah, we just, own it. And I just great. haven't picked it up and done it yet, which is to my own detriment. Awesome. Yeah. Eric, do you want to hit us up with number two? Number two. Numero dos. Uh, I think one of us has talked about it. Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Um... So I think a lot has been said, but the suspense again, uh, the art of storytelling, uh, the message talking about, it's just stayed with me. It's one of those ones that's very much stayed with me. It's beautiful to look at. Um, the, I mean, this is all in the previews, but the class system, um, how it how it is methodically saying something about class. I don't know, that's kind of his, his thing. The yeah, yeah, Snowpiercer, check it out if you've never seen it. Um, but I just felt like it was one of those things that just stood with me. I think it's a very timely, um, interesting take on what's going on in the world. Yeah. And, um... Oh, Parasite. Yeah, Parasite. I mean, it's, it's, it's genre, hard to define the genre. It's just very unique. Yeah. But it's very much worthwhile. I think some of my favorite moments in film as well, I think there's a few... Without Jessica, spoilers. only child. I mean, everyone plays that, but it's because it's so dang yeah. good. Mm-hmm. It's so metaphoric. Yeah, somebody tweeted out the other day, like, uh, best original song nominees, and they put all the five. <laughs> and then the last one, they just put Jessica, only child. <laughs> it was very funny. That is, They just had so six. Cool. And it was literally just like, that song, that song, that song, that. And then the very last one said, Jessica, it. only oh, child, parasite. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Um, lastly, I'll just say... The cast isn't getting, hasn't gotten... Except they won the SAG Award for Best SAG Ensemble. Oh, good. Yes! Mm. That was awesome. Getting some praise, that's that's great. Oh, that was awesome. They hit each one of them, and it's not, there's not a standout. I get it, because there's not like a, how do you recognize this sure, one without sure. recognizing yeah. the yeah. other one? So I think the ensembles... I know, I wish they had that at the Academy just for something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. It's number two. Well, my number two? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to guess if it's... 
I don't know what one of them is, but I know what the other one is, obviously. I was just trying to guess which was which. Obviously. The one I didn't know. or I don't one. know which one's obvious to you, but okay. Well, because I can't remember what the other one, that, the other one that's missing. Oh, good. Oh, unless then. it's, oh. Stop. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> all right, I have a guess. Wait, let me, um, I'm going to put my finger on the one that I'm, I think is I'm number two. I'm being crazy, basically. Probably, like, you're going to think it's crazy. My number one's the crazier. Anyway, okay. My number two it, uh, is... Marriage story. Dang, I thought that was one. I know you did. Which it seems like we're still gonna hear more about, maybe, which I'm really glad about because Chad's not a fan. He uh, hated it as much. I gave it a, just a casual mention. Because <laughs> um, he had to. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second mention. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but just I've always, for some reason, crumbling marriages is just like my favorite story material. <laughs> uh, so, um, it's good stuff. Is why did I say it is? are my favorite? Anyway, um, man, so this was just uh, heaven for me. Um, and it's dark and it's sad and it's uncomfortable and it makes you uh, examine. Um, you know, yourself as a person, especially as to who you are in a relationship and how you act. Um, and I just thought it was so well observed. Um, and I, uh, I know it's like basically based on Noah Baumbach's, um, own divorce. I, I read a, an interview and he said it wasn't. Uh, okay. But... Um, no, no, sure, sure, sure. But I just mean, he was like, well, it's <laughs> okay, informed by wrong. blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> he went off on a lot of things. I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not at no. all saying no, but he is like, well, this part was similar but a lot of this other stuff but I mean but my butt that I was gonna add is I'm I'm so in favor of taking what you've experienced and turning it into art like I'm totally fine with that basically that he just if he did just turn his own divorce into a movie which I'm pretty sure he did (laughs) but uh, he'll realize it later (laughs) (laughs) yes maybe he just doesn't know yet that's all right. Um, anyway uh, Adam and Scarlett man they're so good they're so good Uh, I'm not Scar Joe in this one I'm not alone in considering the uh, the apartment fight or argument as one of the most memorable scenes of the year, yeah, I yeah. think. Um, I love the way the movie ends. I'm not going to spoil it, but I just... Uh, That's what I loved. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's... That last 30 minutes is... Yeah. Some, really it good. somehow leaves you on a, a note of optimism, um, despite the rest of the movie kind of uh, being about what can bring out the worst um, in... Uh, in each of us in a relationship. Uh, and so I'm, I'm just such a sucker for anything that can deconstruct why do we feel what we feel and how do we express it and uh, the nuances of trying to share your life with another person. So nice. I was all there for it. Yeah, that's awesome. I loved your explanation too. I just, I mean, I feel like because you called me out, I need to defend, which is, <laughs> no, which is only I was, this. I was just surprised when you yeah, were immediately is, like, oh yeah, marriage stories. Which out. is only, well, I He's knew already because we'd already, <laughs> we'd already talked about Laura Dern, so I was like, oh. Not and then you were aggressive towards not Laura Dern like and towards yeah. Noah Baumbach. So. Uh, no. He's a monster. What? No, not towards Noah Baumbach. I thought you, oh. No, I said he could have been in there too. There was something you said. I said Greta Gerwig should have been in Oh, it was like, what is he doing in there? Like get him out of Best Director or whatever. No, no. Okay. He's not even in there. 
Oh. He didn't get nominated. I don't know. Somehow you attacked him earlier. I said Greta was, <laughs> I said Greta we was better. That's what, I guess that's all. Go it back on the podcast, guys. You're wide and prove Jake There's wrong. no evidence. There's I no said evidence they're both great, but I said she was better. Okay, okay. Uh, he said I, I had a hard time. You can't see in podcast world, but he said things. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a hard time only with the part where they get a, where they get aggressive with each other was hard for me. And I know that it, I loved what you said about examining real emotion, the way people get mean with each other. But it felt, I'll be honest, that part felt cliche to me only. Oh, really? That, yeah, the where she's with Laura Dern. No, oh, no, no, okay, no, no, okay. no. That part was great. Mm. No, 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 no. The dual lawyers. Oh, yeah. That part to me was like, oh, how many times have we seen like them going at each other? And I know what it was illuminating and stuff, but there was so much in it that felt so outside of cliche. That felt a lot less illuminative to me. And it was enough to be like, oh, I didn't... And, and of course, lawyers. I admit it already, I watched it in three parts, Dual which lawyers. never does a movie any justice. Right. Ever. Um, but lawyers. just because you, you were aggressive in taking mm-hmm. me down, and I know we're going to hear from him in a minute, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I... I wanted to make sure that I defended it just a little bit. Okay. That's all. Oh, yeah, you did too. Uh, when... Because Laura, Laura Dern especially, I think part of what I, the issue I had was her character. Which felt very caricaturish to me. Yeah. That character. Mm, okay. I know, and I know you don't agree, and that's fine. But it did I get feel it. that way to me, like heartless lawyer. But yes. I just thought she's so yeah, yeah, good, yeah, though, yeah. at the the nuances of that of just like nice. where she she's there and validating everything that uh, Scarlett Johansson's saying, but you can also just like. I felt like I could just sense her lawyer brain like whirring behind her eyes, nice. you know, and yeah, constructing yeah. all the arguments. Is but yeah. and how do you portray that? But she did. Ooh, but, what uh, great writing, by the way, too. Starting out with you think they're just um, this is the opening scene. You think that they're um, saying all these great things about each other, which they are, but it's what they had to write for couples therapy. therapy. Yeah. That yeah. was genius. Mm-hmm. Like when they came out of it, and I, just, I said to Bethany, "Oh, that was genius. That what a great way to start." Right? Yeah. Okay, my number two. My number two I know I knew wasn't gonna show up on anybody else's. And if there weren't a movie that I felt what blew blew everything else enough out of the water to be number one, this would be my number one. Um uh devastating, angry, uh, culturally sound, written by one of our great female writers. Now, Lena Waithe, who you may know from like uh, Master of None yeah. and The Shy and stuff, directed by a woman who, in her uh, motion picture directorial debut, I do not know how to pronounce her name, Melina Melina Matsukas, um, on a lot of short lists of people who are trying to say, hey, more women should have been nominated, featuring two of my very favorite performances of the entire year. My number two is Queen and Slim. That's awesome. Which is incendiary, and well, I gotta look at my notes for this. Um, I, I am legitimate. Once I saw it, I was legitimately appalled that it wasn't showing up on more Oscar love. Like, appalled. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no reason that this Did movie you see shouldn't. It, Jake? No, be, I didn't. There's no reason that this movie shouldn't be celebrated. Um, it's eye opening. And I, I was responding to someone on Facebook and I just kept putting and and then more um, <laughs> adjectives. Like, it's devastating and exciting and interesting and real and sad and great and moving um, and really stylish. Like, Melina, Melina Matsukas was famous for, like, Beyonce's formation video and stuff. And she comes in, and there's all kinds of style in it. And and Lena Waithe, what she did with the script, moving through different elements of, like, black culture, not demonizing any 
uh, white people, not glorifying any black people, letting the characters like Jodie Turner Smith, who I th- it was either her debut or she hasn't been in very much stuff. It's like that a, introducing in the trailer. Oh my gosh, she's electric. And then you have this ending that's so representative of what's going on in America and some of the things that we're trying to ignore. And in some ways, you like expect the ending, but the way that they like stage it, and Daniel freaking Kaluuya, Shay Serrano, the writer. Oh, Shay, if you're listening, we love you. I love you. Um, was talking about how Daniel Kaluuya does everything with his face. And he's just like, he's like, can tell you whatever he wants. And we've seen that since Sicario, the two of them playing off each other. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And I just, I just was able to see it very recently. I was sick the time I really wanted to see it a long time ago. And I knew I would take to it, but I didn't know I would take to it quite so powerfully. My sister had texted me months ago, Krista, shout out. She's been on our, our podcast before. Um, like, we need to talk about this movie. And so the minute that I finally got to see it, I'm texting her back. And she's like, right, right. And I'm like, I know, right? And she was like, where was the Oscar level? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, it's mind-blowing. Uh, for me, just uh, what we need today. And, and uh, one that was deserving of being shouted from the hilltops. Bokeem Woodbine is in it, by the way, too. And he's absolutely fantastic. If you watched... He's old school from like the 90s, but then in, he was in Fargo season two and kind of mm-hmm. came back to everyone. And, oh, but Kim Woodman, you're killing it. Mm-hmm. And the, he's, he plays like this pimp, but he's like, there's so much character. Lena Waithe just put, imbued so much character into every peripheral character that you just feel like they all have this story, like everyone could be a movie. Mm. And, and then, of course, it starts with uh, Daniel Kaluuya shooting a police officer 15, 20 minutes in. And then just the fallout from all of that. It, it is such a, a, an electric movie. Wow. And the, there's only one movie in the end that could have been higher on my list than this. And we'll get you. You, you figured out if you're listening. Maybe. Maybe it'll be a shock. It's not. <laughs> High praise. Man, I really want to see it now. Yes. I, I, I was to. quite the fan. I was quite the fan. Yeah, it, yeah. So. It, wasn't, it was difficult to track down. Mm. Um, everyone did too? Two, two, two. I all right. Mine. Let's... Eric, let's start with you because I'm pretty sure we know what it is. So let's hear a few more thoughts. Marriage story. Yeah. Yep. Hey. Let's hear. Let's, here. let's finish up marriage story here. Adam okay. Driver, um, capping off a good year for me with actors. I felt like powerfully driven. I felt like he stood out above Scar Joe in this one. Um, I thought the relevance of the story, um, divorce, marriages, love, relationships. Just being a part of everyone's lives, um, to me, just stood out. And the way the story was told, we mentioned the craft of how the beginning, it draws you in with that, this that's poetic... That's a really, really sharp beginning. Yeah, this poetic way. I just felt like that power couple putting together these sort of love stories in completely different yeah. ways on completely different source Can you material. Can if, if they come back and collaborate again sometime, how yeah. the world would explode? Because yeah. it would yeah. probably be so... Sharp and incisive mm. and gorgeous. I think for me with Marriage Story, I knew I would probably like it. I, I gauged that it would be in you know the conversation, but I didn't think it would stick with me and stay with me as as much as it did. Um, you think he could win screenplay? I don't even remember what it's up against. I don't remember what it's against, but um, I mean, I I hope it gets some love. I, I know it was what six nominations or something like that. Yeah. Um, there were a lot with six Little Women, Parasite. Uh, that and uh, Jojo. I think it might get the screenplay. Yeah. Mm. That's its 
Oh no, Adam Driver. Some people think he could win. Yeah, I think one of those two. Hopefully, yeah. I, I think Adam Driver would be fantastic. I mean, I think he's he's really strong. I think the uh, oh, he's really become. You know, uh, upper upper level the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Some really strong outings. Um, but yeah, I think just the way that story stuck with me, and it was it was just something I think everyone is affected by relationships, and the way this was uniquely told. Um, that you know, I mean, you essentially know going into it, this is about a breakup. Yeah. And I love how it's called Marriage Story, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, love that. It's, uh, but yeah, just a very unique take, the story, everything coming together, um, some strong performances. I mean, we mentioned some of even just the unheralded performances. <laughs> Alan Alda, like, he delighted me, man. I thought he was so funny. Yeah. But like casually, where it mm-hmm. felt like real funny, yeah. like someone would be in and, real life. And I felt like that was... Great the, writing there, too. Throughout the whole story, it's very natural. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mm. feel forced. Like, where I feel like a lot of these marriage, breakup, um, the tropes that come with that, I felt like this was just so natural and so new, unique for me. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, the scene where Adam Driver sings, that's good stuff. Oh my gosh, really being powerful. alive. Mm. Really powerful, right? So good. Yeah, yeah. That la- Again, I told you, the last, when I, the third part that we watched, when we got past the stuff that was hard for me, mm-hmm. oh, okay, now I yeah. see why everyone loved this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Can I add, since you mentioned when, if they collaborate again, that they are... Francis Ha? Is that what you're about to add? Oh, sorry. No, I thought no. you were going to give another plug. No, Greta, Greta's next directing gig is being written by Noah Baumbach. Oh, yay, I didn't know. No, but, but wait for this. <laughs> Live action Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie. Weird. That's what's happening. What? Written by Noah, directed by Greta. You That's know. crazy. That's, That's legitimately the weirdest crazy. Thing I've ever heard. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. That's like lighthouse level weird. <laughs> yeah. Right so there. So I'm, I'm excited. I, yeah, I'm on board. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go next just because mine's also been mentioned a lot and I, don't, I can't remember for sure. I only have one guess on yours and I'm not okay. going to say it out loud. Don't say it. Um, but my number one has been mentioned a bunch. It's my, it's, it's my favorite of the year. I got blown away watching it. Jake had already seen it. I saw it with Eric. We've mentioned it a bunch. Parasite, number one. Um, I am rooting for it to win. There was so much I loved about it. that And you guys have already mentioned so much good stuff and I don't, I don't want to rehash too much other than saying um, it was so original. It was the epitome of what I said at the top of the podcast, which is story plus filmmaking plus style and thematic relevance. He's saying a ton about class. It's hilarious for a while. And then even in the end, when it turns dark, there's still a lot of funny stuff. There's a bunch of resonance. There's so much symbolism in what's going on. And then there's like these explosions of violence, but the explosions of violence feel at, at times poetic as far as what they're representing. Yeah. And, and some of these shots that are just easy, sh- and it didn't get nominated for cinematography, which is, is somewhat of a travesty, but, and just the way he ties the threads of the story together, mm. like it is, and then there's ambiguity in that one too at the end, with a little bit of a suggestion for a minute that we're, we're maybe seeing something that we don't, then they kind of yank it away, but in a way that didn't feel cheap. It felt like, I see what you're doing, oh, good gosh, class still, whew. It's about as original as you can get. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I had such, love and such I felt such you know um, I don't I'm trying to show it with my body but I can't because I kept using electricity I felt such a jolt at watching Queen and Slim that the only thing that really could have been higher than it 
was the originality of Parasite. Something that, yes, I'd never seen, but not in the wild way like you said. And it was Jake who told me that on the podcast mm -hmm. where you were like, don't think it's going to be absolutely bat crazy. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it takes some twists. Sure, sure, sure. But don't get, and, and you're absolutely right. Like it's grounded the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for the wild things that do happen, I know wild is not the word we were trying to use, but yeah, 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 there's some surprises, but it's all grounded. Yeah. In a way that feels like, really real yeah but man like i laughed hard it's so in funny. the first half it's so funny and then and then really felt like oh it didn't matter that i laughed because you you knocked me over the side of the head with some of this beautiful stuff after that it all it how did it all work together very jojo rabbit-esque only in the way that it felt like the tone shouldn't work but they somehow did mm. yeah real real big fan beautifully said Okay, is it time? Yeah, really? you're hitting up the last one. Okay. <laughs> and I only have one guess. I'm I know, like... you guys are going to think I'm crazy because... Oh, it's not one that we said already. It is. Oh, okay. You're going to think I'm crazy because I just saw it yesterday. Yes, and I... that was my guess, but I thought it was two. I have not I stopped. I put my hand on it, but it was I misguessed marriage story in that one. I haven't stopped Gosh, thinking about it. it in over 24 hours. <laughs> So much like its protagonist, I'm going to be reckless and ridiculous and make my number one movie of the year, Uncut Gems. Um, yeah, man. Uh, look, I'm going to be reckless and ridiculous, much like the protagonist. He didn't even write that. That came off the top of his head, guys. I'm just spitballing it. Uh, oh, my gosh. I love movies. Um, I love movies. And uh, often... Even in movies that I'm really enjoying, sometimes I'm kind of waiting for them to be over. And this was a bit of a longer one. It's like, I mean, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's like well over two hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, even with movies like Parasite that I loved, right? I said we're splitting hairs here. I, it was probably the most I was enveloped in a movie all year long. Uh, with just, there wasn't a single factor that I didn't find fascinating about this movie. From the, the very opening scene... Uh, With all the overlapping sound and stuff, is that? Oh yeah, is that the uh, opening scene? Well, there's oh. okay. I guess I'm my bad. Well, just the the whole opening where the actual opening scene um, in Ethiopia. Oh and my then, bad. Yeah, and then the transition um, into mm -hmm. a, a much... cool transitions a lot of the time. The mm -hmm. way they use like effects and mm -hmm. and stuff. Yes. Sorry. I'll show and you. it's like super uh, what I know so far of the Safdie brothers, which is like '90s vaporwave, uh, everything, um, and Adam Sandler, Whew. travesty that he's not nominated. Oh, uh, it's Sandman. We love you. We, we love you. Thanks for listening. Um, it it was not look at this fun twist that Adam Sandler is doing playing this character uh you're not used to it it was no look at this it was acting look at this acting yes uh and um the fact that the movie uh made me care about basketball because it, this should come as a surprise to no one I <laughs> basketball's not a part of my life okay <laughs> I'm not good at it um I don't watch it and so the fact that the climax of this movie hinges on basketball scores and I cared is just like, I was like, okay, you got me. Shout out to that um, script, man. I, huh? I, I was only, to prove that about basketball, I was only vaguely aware of uh, Kevin Garnett's name. Like, I didn't really know who he was, right? Um, and, but realized quickly into the movie, okay, this, I mean, I've heard of this guy and clearly this is the real... Uh, guy, the real guy, right? Yeah. Uh, playing himself, which is amazing, and I love that they did that also with the weekend. And I want to yeah. say there was one more, maybe, of another celebrity playing themselves with the weekend. That one of the guys with the weekend, I think, maybe that is was it. another guy. Yeah, but either way, it's just such a fun way to make the movie feel that much more 
um, surreal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and the <laughs> chaos. Um, one of my favorite scenes of the year for sure was just the moment where uh, KG comes back with the stone and they, they can't get the door to open um, <laughs> in the shop. And there's like phones ringing and people are yeah. stressed and upset about different things. Everyone's yelling. And, it's stress oh, to the max, it's man. It's just stress. It's stress turned up to and 11. And the ending's unexpected. Some audible gasps. Um, from those who were left, five oh, people heck, walked yeah. out of my show. They did? Uh, oh, yeah. Losers. This is, I can see why. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I see it too, but they're still losers. They are losers, <laughs> for sure. Um, the score. It just, I'm just listing movie-making elements because I loved all of them with this movie. So. No, I'm glad uh, it was up there because I didn't know cool. what you would thought. And it, it wasn't until the end here where I could tell from your face and the way you reacted that it wasn't going to be a new one we hadn't heard of. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. only thing I could come up with on my list was... It's uncut gems. Yeah, Except I thought it was going to be two because I, I just thought it was. Mm, and Edina, man, I'm done. Yeah, she's good. Huh? She's, she's good. Really and good. that's just so fun. Like, Edina Menzel to be Adam Sandler's wife in this crazy uh, Give Me My Money movie. Like, mm, yeah. So I was there for all of it. I feel like I just need to mention one more time what an astounding thing it was that Kevin Garnett. Yeah, I know he's playing himself, but it's like a performance. Yeah. He's good. Oh, there was not one ounce of what you normally see when non-professional actors he do cameos. He might be the best was... sports acting, uh, sports star acting ever. Sure. I haven't I, seen a lot, but I'll give it to him. Yeah, I haven't necessarily <laughs> seen a lot either. And I've heard some people say, well, LeBron in, in Trainwreck is really funny. But oh, I, from, he what I've heard, MJ, from what I've heard, though, Space Jam? <laughs> from what I've heard, though, the LeBron one is more of a, like, that's a cameo. sidekicky cameo. Yeah, that's this funny. Was, he was like, like a character. Is like basically was a main, like that's what I said. I mentioned acting. the earlier scene at the end. Where Sandler ultimately goes for it, like that scene is awesome, because you're like, don't do it, but you're like, no, do it, mm-hmm. and it and it's because of their interplay there. It's it's yeah, and the, I mean these guys scoured box scores. Yeah, even though we had it lower, I'm so excited that it was that okay, high for you. Good. Like, that's that's I awesome. I just had a great time, and if if you loved Uncut Gems and haven't seen Good Time, which maybe yes, either of you we have not seen it, you have no, to see it. it. Yeah, uh, it's very. Similar, and it doesn't feel like they did the same thing over again, but similar vibes, similar stress and tension, but with Robert Pattinson instead, and it's just, as it's almost as good. So. That's awesome. Cool. Um, we're not going to give a lot of final thoughts here, because we're already almost at two hours. Um, I say good year for movies. Um, things that I'll remember most will be Uncut Gems, just because of its stress, but mostly Parasite and Queen and Slim for me. Uh, and just the fact that Greta Gerwig remade Little Women into something that felt even more uh, relevant and resonant. Some of the strong actor performances and actress, even. Yeah. I don't think we've mentioned it all, Judy. But I oh, yeah. Renee was really Yeah, which I have not yet seen, and I'm going to track either. down. But I know you have and said she was very good. Oh, yeah, she's the front runner. I totally forgot about that oh, in yeah. that category. Um, and if, uh, just it'd be cool if... A foreign film won Best Picture. It I mean, was. I know there are other things in there well, that we love that we had yeah. higher. Well, not me, but that. But we that, consistently had. It'd be cool. If, I'm rooting for it. Yeah, that'd be Even cool. Even I know I had it at five, but I'm rooting for it. We consistently yeah, yeah. had that pretty high. Already. Um, ones that were on all three of our lists: uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Little Women, Parasite, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. And I, I know I screwed over Marriage Story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it, huh? Those four. Yeah. So lots of... Parasite, uh, Once Upon a Time, Little Women, and Uncut Gems. Those are the four that were on all of our lists. And then Marriage Story made it on a couple. 1917 made it on a couple. Joker made it on a couple. That was a 2-2-2 two, two, two for those ones. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do if we pick the winners in some way. Sometimes we do it Facebook Live. We'll do it in some way. Maybe we'll do it as a podcast episode. We'll see. 
And then in a month or so, we're going to do our top 10 of the decade, which I'm unfathomably excited for. I get excited yeah. for these, so I'm really mm. excited to see what... times 10. I know, see what these guys come up with, so... Um, we appreciate all the listeners out there, Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach, <laughs> Adam Sandler. We appreciate you guys listening to our tiny podcast. <laughs> you make this possible, so thank you. <laughs> you do this for you. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Thanks.